1: This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: You know, one thing about my story radio career here in Chicago is I seldom, I seldom need an alarm to wake up. I'm usually 40 minutes early, if not an hour, and I get a, uh, I get a uh, an email early this morning from uh, Quinn, one of the... Uh, Big shot producers here on the uh, W I N D Morning Answer Morning Show with Dan Proff and Amy Jacobson on the Answer, and uh, at uh, four fifty two, and, and you know the show you know supposedly, ostensibly starts at five, but as you can tell, we just jump on now, so I got fifteen minutes of lead, you know lead time in between there to do what I got to do, grab some coffee, look at the uh, computer, uh, and I get a message from Quinn saying, "Hey Ray, let us know when you're here. I'll come down and get you." Uh, I don't have these guys numbers in my phone cuz uh, generally uh, you know the door's always open to get into this building but I guess security's been amped up a little bit I'm not sure why uh, maybe it has to do with that stabbing at a Burger King and displays overnight I'm not exactly sure but uh, um Quinn and uh, Justin I want you guys to know uh, that you may have to call maintenance and tell them to repair the door uh, in the garage area uh, it was uh, it was something I know in, in, in years past, you just, you know, that door was open. Uh, it was locked. I had to go back out to the uh, friendly Ford Nifty 150, grab some tools, and uh, I took the door off the hinge. So if you guys can go down there and put that back on, that would be cool. Hey, good morning. Uh, my name is Ray Stevens, Ramblin' Ray, Romando Sanchez. Um, in for Dan and Amy one more day. One more day. They'll be back on uh, Tuesday. Um, I I wonder why it is that, one, is this couple considered lucky, and two, why do we do this here in Chicago? Why is it then when the, the new year rolls around, we have to know who was the first person to get the first permit for a Cook County Forest Preserve party, and then who was the first one to get the first marriage license? Now, you get some good stuff. Don't, I'm not going to lie. This is really good. You know, first couple to uh, be wed in Cook County, um, you get a basket of goodies. They really don't go into uh, details with what this is. Maybe you get, maybe you get migrants. <laughs> maybe, maybe you, maybe you inherit migrant children in Chicago. I'm not sure. You get a gift basket. Uh, you get a gourmet dinner. Um, you get uh, wine, you get cheesecake. I'm sure that's from Eli's. You get dance lessons. Hey, uh, uh, Justin, uh, did you guys take dance lessons for your, for your first dance and for your wedding, so you looked like you knew what you were doing? We did not. <laughs> All right. What was your first dance?
3: Oh, don't put me on a spot like that. Are you,
2: it, was, it was a couple months ago. You can't remember? I can't tell you. She picked the song. Okay. You were just so in love and so enthralled with the moment, you can't remember. She's
3: going to kill me if she no, hears
2: No, no, no. Here, you were just, you can't remember because you were love struck.
3: Oh, I was entrapped in the moment. That's
2: exactly what it was. And I would stick with that story as long as you possibly frickin' can, all right? Man, I remember uh, my man, I re- my heck, I'm divorced. I remember my first song. Oh. <sighs> it was Promised Me by Billy Ocean. That was to the first wife. I won't go into details on in the second. Um so here you go. your uh, your winner. your winner, your lucky couple. Um Angelica Rodriguez. And Alfonso Arroyo, they, uh, they've got the first marriage license of 2024 here in Chicago. Um, and good luck to you. Good luck down there in the, in the city of Chicago. Uh, coming up this morning here on AM560, The Answer 605, we're going to talk with uh, Jonathan Honig from Capitalist Pig. Uh, the, uh, the market's been on a tear lately. You know, if you're a, a man or a woman of a certain age, and I think a lot of us are, you know, you can see the you can see the end of the pier. You can't go fishing just yet, but you see it. And and depending on how this thing swings on any given day, you might say, eh, "Today might be the day." Or I can see where I might be able to to just kind of ride off into the sunset in a couple of years when that Social Security, uh, you know, hits, and and uh, God willing, and the creek don't rise, and his Biden economy goes away, and we got somebody decent back in the White House, you can maybe see that your future. Has a little bit of respite to it. Um, I, I don't look forward to that because I, I like getting up and doing stuff. I'll probably work at one of the big box stores, or I don't know, be a hunting guide somewhere up in the Great North Northwest. But the six o five, we'll talk to Honig, Napolitano, Anthony Napolitano. I always remember, I can't forty first or forty second ward somewhere over there, Northwest Side of Chicago. We'll talk with Naps. He's such a good guy. Um, Representative uh, Brad Stevens at eight o five uh, at eight thirty. A uh, restaurant um, that I want you to, uh, to frequent, uh, maybe even find out what their uh, uh, New Year's uh, looks like as far as their specials and party. This is Foxfire Restaurant. They just won the uh, Certified Angus Steakhouse of the Year. But the coolest thing about this place is if you go there and eat, you can eat in an area where you know that this guy took J.B. Pritzker to court, made it all the way to the Illinois Supreme Court, and beat him to stay open during COVID. Oh, I love that story. Uh, and then at 8.40, uh, I've got a guest on to talk about dry January. I think I'm going to try that. Um, where you don't drink for the month of January. I, I think it might be it might be time uh, for that. Man, you know what? I, I was uh, reading yesterday uh, more about this guy. We talked about this story yesterday at the end of the show about a guy down in Portage, Indiana, um, who got into a wreck almost, uh, well, it would have been a, 8 days ago yesterday and uh he was in a uh, in a wreck uh he's an iron worker uh he was uh somehow a, a car flips over ends up under a, a a bridge in in Portage Indiana uh find out that uh, this guy is a, a Boilermaker a local union worker uh he's in critical condition after being airlifted to uh, to a South Bend area hospital you know i think the problem is if you get in a wreck in Indiana, I don't know this for sure. Maybe some of our listeners that are much more astute and smarter than me, at, uh, maybe the Brisbane Brothers can call her Glenn Lerner, or Lerner and Rowe, 222 can let us know why. If you, I think if you have Indiana insurance or you live in Indiana, you have to go to an Indiana hospital. I know that I'd want to go to a Chicagoland hospital, but this guy uh, was airlifted uh, to a South Bend hospital. Um, part of his left leg had to be uh, taken from him, but uh, he says he's, uh, he's okay, he's alive, um, he's uh, requested privacy, so I guess, uh, Justin, don't call him today. I thought it'd be nice to talk to him. Hey, how you feeling? I mean, y- you know, traumatic, without a doubt, lucky to be alive, absolutely. And if you hadn't heard the story yesterday, this guy's truck goes off the road, ends up in a, uh, in a creek, in a river. A dad and his son-in-law uh, are down looking for a place to fish on Christmas Day. And they find this guy. Can you imagine? Absolutely unbelievable. Um, the uh, the price of uh, transversing the Chicagoland area is getting uh, more and more and more uh, expensive. The uh, it was I think it was uh, Mayor uh, uh, Mayor Daly that uh, sold the Chicago Skyway or sold the rights or something for like ninety years, ninety nine years, some kind of ridiculous lease where the Skyway, which was owned uh by the city was leased out to another company and at the time when this deal went through and i remember because i used to go down to to hammond indiana all the time my, my in-laws at the time had a, a boat in the hammond marina and i i would get off the air because i was working downtown and i was in the uh, hancock i'd get off the air and i'd scoot down uh the uh the dan ryan and i'd jump over onto the skyway and if i'm not mistaken it cost two bucks you jumped on the skyway two bucks boom you're there. It was an easy way to get to, uh, to Hammond, Indiana. And the only reason I went there, well, there's two reasons. One in-laws had a boat in the Hammond Marina and for a kid from the Western suburbs to, to go to Hammond Marina and sit in Hammond and smell the Lieber brother soap factory. It was a little, eh, it was a little meh as the kids like to say. And, uh, but I would go down there and I would look out at the lake and that marina in Hammond is absolutely beautiful. I mean, they did such a nice job. So my my in laws had a boat. I would go down there. My father in law would uh, he was a uh, he worked in the rail yards. He was a uh, he would take those big containers ships off the uh, trains. He ran a big piece of equipment. He worked the night shift, so he'd be like, "Hey, meet me down at the boat. We'll go up to uh, the playpen. We'll hang out. We'll have a couple beers." So I did that a lot in the summer. Two bucks to get over there on the Skyway today. Actually, New Year's. This thing goes up to $7.20. That's your toll now. $7.20. I've never liked the name 720 or the number 720. Not exactly sure why. Hello, I'm Wally Phillips. Um, But um, that is a lot of money uh, for uh, for that. It's convenient. There's no doubt about it. And you can get really... Uh, fast service from that Crazy Kaplan's Fireworks store down there and go to the cigarette uh, uh, barn. You can go down there, get uh, uh, fireworks and cigarettes, and if you can get a six-pack or a 12-pack, you know, because fireworks, smokes, and liquor for your entertainment dollars is a pretty good investment. That Epstein list is ready to come out. Uh, uh, raise your hand if you're Mark safe from Epstein list. I've flown private before, but never on the, uh, what was it called, a Lolita Express the hell is a matter with people? What is it about Hollywood that makes all these people perverts? And there's going to be some politicians on there as well. And I think uh, some of our <laughs> I think some people that you and I support are going to be on that list. Most of the people we already kind of know about, but there will be a few surprises. I mean, that, that's probably why, um, you know, that uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, you know, took his own life in a jail cell uh, where I don't believe he had anything to really be able to take his own life, but somehow that happened. Um, But that comes out January 1, and um, people have uh, paid big money to have their names redacted. Uh, I don't know how that works, um, but uh, man, oh, man. And the other thing uh, uh, that we find out uh, yesterday is Danny Masterson. Uh, You remember Danny Masterson, that 70s show? They now have a a picture uh, of him in his uh, prison orange his first mugshot being released, uh, doing 30 years to life for uh, ostensibly raping two women um, that he worked with. Boy, I really liked him. And uh, I don't know if anybody watched Netflix, The Ranch, uh, with Aston Kutcher. And, uh, man, it was funny. Um, It was cool because, uh, Justin, you're going to have to help me here. Who's the old guy that everybody loves? He was the voice for steak. It's It's what's for dinner. You know who I'm talking about? Gray-haired guy. Help me out here. The ranch cowboy. Are you there? Are you with me? No, not Matthew McConaughey. Good-looking old cowboy dude. Always plays cowboys. Sam Elliott. There you go. I love that guy. He played a very cool part. He was the he was the grumpy old conservative guy, and everybody else were bleeding-heart liberals. But it was a show that was easy to watch. But Danny Masterson, man, you uh, you broke my heart. Uh, just a quick uh, uh, personal note. This has to do with um, Fox 32 Chicago. They're, they're yesterday at 8 o'clock in the 8 o'clock hour, and I do a lot of work uh, for Fox, with Fox. I do a segment uh, mostly during the summer called uh, Doing Good in the Hood, where I uh, I work with uh, the weekend anchors, and we always go out to the neighborhoods, and we find good stories to bring to you. I think that's important. It's important, uh, especially in some of Chicago's hardest hit neighborhoods. Well, yesterday, Anita Padilla. Anita Padilla is a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, She is probably a little too outspoken uh, for today's modern television because you got to follow the narrative. You got to speak the speak. You got to do what you got to do. And a lot of people think that uh, that old Anita was pushed out because uh, the uh, makeup has changed of the morning show over at uh, Fox. But Anita was there for a long, long time, and she has solid uh, Christian principles and conservative views. And yesterday she said that it was it. She's done. She's going to move on to the next chapter, and uh, and she's doing something else. She can't quite tell us what that is yet. It's always that next big thing. I'm here to tell you that media jobs are not easy to come by anymore, and sometimes when you say you've got that next big thing, uh, it's not necessarily that big. But, man, I'm telling you, for the amount of time she was here and doing it the level she did in Chicago, in Chicago television, and speaking her mind, and I think that the bosses probably didn't like that that much because, man, she is uh, somebody that uh, was a uh, true and honest conservative, and, uh, and she had her principles, and she stuck by them and never wavered. And, boy, oh, boy, I'm here to tell you, I like that. And I like that a lot. It is a tough business. There's no doubt about it. And working in Chicago is a tough gig, no matter if you're an iron worker, uh, no matter if you're a a union sheet metal man, or if you're in in media. You know, the one thing I always said about Chicago media, and I've been doing it a long time, is when I worked, I was a sheet metal, uh, I was a union sheet metal worker for years with my father's company before I ever got into the media business. And you would work with your guys, and maybe at the end of the day, you'd go and you'd hit Otto's bar in Glen Ellen and have a couple cocktails with the guys and you'd laugh and you'd uh, get ready to do it again. At the end of the day, you had camaraderie. Where in radio, usually at the end of the day, you have a partner that wants to take your job or stab you in the back or both. So, um, you know, congratulations to uh, Anita Padilla on a a career that speaks for itself. And uh, we will keep you posted as to what she does next. She is a nice, nice young lady.
1: It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.
4: Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. 30 or visit them online at signaturebank.bank. That's signaturebank.bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, signaturebank.bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, Signature Bank.
1: Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests, and only the biggest opinions. This is AM 560, the answer.
2: Well, I don't know about the biggest stories. I mean, my goodness, there's not that much going on. It's the sweet spot between the birth of the sweet baby Jesus and New Year's. It's uh, Ray Stevens Ramblin' Ray. Right. In for uh, Dan and Amy. Dan and Amy will be back Tuesday. Um, Rest easy, Middle East. Uh, Anthony Blinkton uh, to visit the uh, Middle East next week. I'm sure that'll clear everything up as uh, this war uh, between... Israel and Hamas seems to grow uh, larger and larger. I know I know that the Biden administration would like uh, Benjamin Netanyahu just to say, "Okay, it's over. We'll do a ceasefire. You guys can go ahead and build back up. There's nothing to see here anymore. I know I know the Joe Biden administration would like that. I know that uh, Jean Pierre would like to put on that uh, clown makeup she wears at the White House press briefing and have nothing but good news to say, but I don't see that happening uh, any uh, anytime soon. Uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson says that uh, it's just not sustainable. He was a front and center boy. This guy sure does like being on uh, CNN. He's uh, had a lot of TV time. I don't think he's going to be on Fox uh, anytime soon. But uh, he says that the uh, migrant influx into the city is untenable. Uh, Chicago's not set for this. We can't take it. Um, and it's just going to get worse and worse. His uh, complaints come as uh, a New York Mayor Eric Adams Um is uh, complaining about the same stuff, getting ready to send illegals and migrants uh, in his uh, town down to Washington, D.C. to say hi to the Biden administration and the aforementioned Corinne Jean-Pierre and her clown makeup. Um, Adams told the press uh, Tuesday that the federal government has refused to do their job. You have refused to do your job. Wait a second. You're a sanctuary city. You're a sanctuary city. You're supposed to be ready for this. I mean, New York, you should be a little bit more ready than Chicago because Chicago is in the, uh, you know, in the middle of the uh, uh, the, the country, as we all know. Uh, we don't have a big lady with a torch in her hand saying, uh, give us your tired, your weak. Uh, there's not a big entry port here, although there <laughs> sure seems to be lately. Was it yesterday that uh, they were dropping off buses of, uh, of uh, well, I guess we're going to call them illegals uh, in uh, Naperville? And Naperville is nice this time of year. Uh, naperville hinsdale that's a lot nicer than eagle pass at the uh, at the border and you know for all those people out there in naperville i didn't see one naperville resident or hear of one naperville resident that uh, has that uh, sign out in the front of their house that says hate has no home here um or or uh, where where are these people taking everyone in in naperville you know, it's it's you know, DuPage County has really, and I know that uh, some of Naperville, I believe, is in Will, but uh, mainly DuPage County has really swept, uh, uh, switched, and flipped from heavy Republican, you know, heavy GOP, to being more of a blue county now. Because when COVID happened, everybody said, yeah, the city's untenable. Uh, it's not that nice here, I want to get out, I want to have a yard, I want to walk the dog. So a lot of people that moved to Naperville brought their voting ways with them. They brought those signs that say, these lives matter, and this is who we are, and we are welcoming, and hate has no home here. But, you know, when it comes down to it, what do these people do for anyone when they show up in their town? Hinsdale, what are you doing for people? I mean, y'all y'all woke but you're not doing anything. You just say, get on a train, get to Chicago as fast as you can. Uh, Johnson yesterday with a Poppy Poppy Harlow, Sweet Poppy on CNN, was saying, I want to make it clear, uh, repeatedly said it over and over again, we have to have coordination. Johnson says it's taking office, you see. Uh, it's just been a mess, and none of it's his problem because it – it, uh, it falls on that last mayor, the one with the biggest, uh, you know what, the swinging thing in, in Chicago. But uh, this is Johnson yesterday on the CNN talking about the wants and the needs of one big city by the big lake. Well,
5: since taking office a little bit over seven months ago, uh, my administration um, has responded to this humanitarian mission with the full force of government. Um, we have roughly 15,000 people living in shelters, temporary shelters here in Chicago, um, nearly 27 shelters uh, total. Uh, 4,500 children in our Chicago public schools uh, system providing health care and also making sure that um, we are screening individuals as they come through the city of Chicago, uh, providing again on-site vaccinations at all of our shelters. And this certainly has been um, a remarkable challenge that my administration has Mm -hmm. had to face and quite frankly a challenge that we are experiencing all over the country. But let me just say this and make this very clear. Um, What I have said repeatedly is that we have to have coordination. Since taking office, we've had an uncoordinated approach. Mm -hmm. And what I've worked to do, instead of having chaos, Mm -hmm. is provide some structure and calm around the situation. And without significant federal
2: support, um, this is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. But wait a second, we're a welcoming city. And it's been in place for a long time. As a matter of fact, the city council just met uh, not long ago to... uh, to keep it a sanctuary city, so I thought that maybe we'd be uh, we'd be ready to go and uh, we'd be okay with this. Um, but I guess I guess we're not. But hey, you know, you come over here on a uh, on a train, uh, you get uh, uh, bussed over to uh, Chicago or flown in some instances. You get a nice phone, and then you get to come to Chicago and get shots. Everybody's getting, you know, it's it seems like it uh, is all working out so so nice. Uh, you come, you stand in a line. You get your uh, immunizations, because we, we know those all work. And then uh, we're going to house you over here. Uh, we're going to send you down to the Inglewood Brighton Park. No, we can't do that, because that was a toxic dump site, and we didn't want to put migrants uh, where they might uh, get sick. And then there's some very sad stories of uh, of kids who uh, who have been, uh, have been sick, and some that have passed away in the care of uh, these uh, makeshift shelters in Chicago. And that's BS, man. Because if you were going to let these people in here, and let's face it, that's what this administration is doing, if you're letting them in, you need to be able to give the kids some care. I don't care who you are, how you think. That's wrong, and it's sad. Our number is 312 642 5600. I see that uh, Bob is in Buffalo Grove this morning. Uh, Bob, good morning. You're on uh, AM 560. The answer.
6: Uh, good morning, Ray. Good talking to you and something for Amy and
2: uh, Dan. Oh, it's great to be
6: here. Who, uh, led in with uh, talking about, uh, I guess, Nikki Haley stepped her um, a foot in the doo-doo or whatever with her comment about uh, not commenting about slavery. Um, I want to just point out to your listeners and maybe you, I'm going to go back about 60 years and date myself. I was in high school in Chicago when they actually had good Chicago high schools. had to read a controversial book. It was really an eye-opener back in the early 60s called Cavalier and the Yankee. The premise of the book was, you get this? Civil War was not necessarily about slavery. It was about the cultural divide between the Southern agricultural South and the industrial North.
2: Well, there's, okay, listen, okay, thanks, thanks, Bob, it's always good to talk to you, thanks for the call, but here, no, s- slavery was certainly an issue of the Civil War. I mean, not just one of the issues, probably one of, and I get what you're saying, you're saying economics. I mean, really, the, uh, the invention of the cotton gin and cotton and that crop and, and the economy of the South was something that was wanted and needed uh, by the North. But also, if you, uh, if you look farther into it, I believe it was uh, uh, Lloyd Garrison and uh, Frederick Douglass that uh, they said, you know what, we need to uh, uh, get rid of slavery for all people. They wanted all enslaved people to be freed. And not everybody in the South owns slaves, just so everybody knows. But uh, here, I'll play Nikki Haley uh, coming up in a little bit to talk about it. But you, you can't talk about the Civil War and not mention slavery. I'm sorry. I know there were economic uh, things in, in, in involved. I just uh, laid those all out. But slavery was a big issue, a huge issue. And she should have mentioned it. I'll play Nikki Haley coming up here. Uh, right now, let's uh, get a check of uh, traffic and uh, and pay a couple bills. It's 545. My name is Ray Stevenson for Dan and Amy on AM560, Chicago's Morning Answer. It's
1: like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer
4: local family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630 and learn all about this great bank 773-467-5630 or visit them online at signaturebank.bank. That's signaturebank.bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC equal housing lender.
2: I'm uh, here on the old Twitter box. And by the way, if you're uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube or what so what are we on? We're on uh, YouTube, we're on uh, Grindr, grinder, Tinder. Um, we're on all the, uh, closed, I think we're on at the local Doubletree, uh, in, uh, in, in movie viewing. Uh, do I look okay on TV this morning? All right. Cause it's a little warm in here and I, I feel like I have a little sweat on the brow. Not that it really matters. It's radio for God's sake. Whoever thought it would be a good idea to tape a radio show. I'd like to know who that program director was. Probably one that I worked for. <laughs> um, Joe Concha, I follow on uh, Twitter. Uh, he just, uh, tweeted out. Uh, Sanctuary City Mayor has a plea. Um, this is a, a direct tweet and a quote from uh, Brandon Johnson. We've reached a critical point in the mission. Uh, that uh, what is absent is real, significant intervention. Our local economies are not designed and built to respond to this type of crisis. Are you telling me that an immigration city, under the uh, the guise and under the the direction of uh, Brandon Johnson, isn't ready? For all this immigration. Uh, Our number is 312-642-5600. Corey is on the line in Woodlawn. Good morning, Corey. Welcome to Chicago's Morning Answer.
7: Good morning. You guys
2: are uh, on Facebook as well. That's how I'm Oh, okay. Can you see me on Facebook? Yes, I can see you on Facebook. All right, great. Uh, That wasn't part of the deal here. There's going to be an extra fee for that. One of the things I
7: wanted to mention, you know, the power to tax is the power to destroy. These local governments will destroy all property in their cities. They do not have the capacity to start taking care of migrants. Milton Friedman has always taught us that it's a very different thing to migrate for welfare. And that's exactly what's happening.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it, Corey. You see, I like guys like Corey, right? Uh, succinct and to the point, he br- does bring up a very good point. And we talked about this with uh, Ray Lopez yesterday, and I'll broach it again today when I talk with uh, um, Alderman uh, Anthony Napolitano. We're going to talk with Anthony, uh just after uh, 7.35 this morning. But be, what he's, what he's saying there is it's not sustainable for the monies in Chicago that are set out for various people in those neighborhoods to use, people that are here legally, people that were born here guys like you and me women like you and me that are uh, residents of Chicago that are that are uh, Americans uh, it's it's listen we welcome people but you you can't do it in this way where you just have influx and influx and thousands and thousands of people crossing the border and i got to tell you what in the world would texas do if greg abbott didn't put people on buses and planes and send them to other cities and kind of let them share in the pain what would texas have done. They can't sustain all those people. And where do they go? I mean, we're talking now millions and millions of people uh, since, uh, since uh, you know, the Biden administration really uh, opened up the borders. And, and I love it when people go, well, the borders aren't just open. You know what? Have you seen it? You know, I, I mean, I get that old, I uh, believe, uh, half of what you see and none of what you hear. But uh, believe your eyes. Believe your eyes and believe uh, what you see. Now, uh, before we went to the break, I wanted to talk uh, and, and play the audio from uh, Nikki Haley. So I'm going to do that for you right here and uh, and play Nikki Haley, who I, I, listen, I like Nikki Haley. I don't like that uh, that Trump calls her names, but I know Donald, that's his deal. And, uh, you know, he's going to do whatever he can to amp up his base. And, uh, you know, whatever he does, it, it works because he's so far ahead of the polls. And it worked for him last time, you know, Crooked Hillary and everything else. He labels people, and it, whether that's good or bad, it, whatever, it works for him. But uh, here's Nikki Haley yesterday. This is a long clip, but this is what everyone's talking about this morning where Nikki Haley didn't want to uh, talk about uh, the Civil War and slavery. Some light applause. Yes, sir. This is Nikki Haley.
7: Thank you, Ambassador. Thank you. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War?
6: Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the (laughs) Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do.
2: What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Ooh, deflect, not a good policy. Sorry. Okay. The. Uh, I mean, I think- the the audio gets a little bit fuzzy there, and and I, I, you know, what do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Probably not a presidential move. Probably not something you would have uh, done. But it was a uh, uh, state and federal rights. Okay, so that's one state federal rights. And some of those rights, yes, they had to do with slavery. Not everybody in the South owned slaves. Not everybody did. But, uh, um, you know, the economy, uh, I mean, really, what starts worse, right? Follow the money economy. Uh, Eli, was it, uh, I wanted to say, uh, was it Eli Whitney? Uh, help me out here, guys. Eli Whitney that invented the uh, cotton gin, I believe, and patented that. And And once you could make and that cotton gin, the way it, it worked, the, uh, the the crop. Then you needed more people to uh, to help produce um, that that crop in the South. So they were making money, and that money was something that the North had their eyes on. But they also had their eyes on slavery. And I think it'd be foolhardy, uh, foolharded, not to talk about that. Um, so so there you go, Nikki Haley, uh, kind of uh, stepping in it a little bit uh, yesterday uh when it came to uh to you know what the heck was uh, all about the uh uh the civil war. I I I d I don't I don't think that was probably one of her one of her best uh moments yesterday where she stops and she then defers and says, you know what? Enough about you. Let's talk about me. What do you think about me? Although I did like the guy that asked the question. He sounded like uh, uh, Saul Rosenberg uh, the old uh, uh, jerky boy Uh, 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 character. Uh, Yes, Nikki Haley, I have a question for you. The Civil War was bad, wasn't it? 60 or or 6,000 migrants uh, in a caravan heading to Eagle Pass, Texas. The mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, with a message to uh, leaders, with a message to Brandon Johnson, with a message to uh, Eric Adams, uh, with a message to the uh, mayor of uh, West Chicago, Naperville, Wheaton, uh, anywhere around here, Hinsdale, anywhere you, uh, you can take them. This is what's going on on our southern border uh, right now.
5: With Secretary of State Blinken set to meet with Mexico's president tomorrow, I'm curious, what would your message be to these leaders about the crisis at the border, about what you are seeing firsthand and the impact that this lack of action in Washington is having on your city?
8: I want to tell our leaders, well, thank you for having me, first of all, that this is unacceptable. Our city here in Eagle Pass, we've been getting slammed with two to 3,000 people a day, and it's just an unfair, unethical situation. What's going on here in Eagle Pass, we feel ignored by the federal government. I've called to the government that we need action. There needs to be a consequence to so many people crossing illegally. If somebody breaks the law, there needs to be a consequence. And right now, there are no, no consequences. That's why you have thousands of people coming in through my city, and it's impacting our citizens every single day in many ways.
2: Well, here you go. You've got uh, – uh, these are the people that, uh, that uh, we are electing. Uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson, we, we've elected that guy. And I say we, I, I mean as a collective city. You get what you vote for. Uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, she's out there running for uh, president against uh, uh, Trump, Ramaswamy, uh, uh, uh Ron DeSantis. Uh, these are your these are your choices. These these are your people. Uh, it's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. I, I want to take you to uh, uh, Santiago, Chile, and why this is important to uh, um, the Lucasfilm production company. There is a, a car wash in the middle of Chile. It's called Star Wash. And uh <laughs> this is in this is in Chile. This is what George Lucas is focusing on. So there's a car wash in Chile. They dress their uh, their guys up as uh stormtroopers and Chewbacca and Darth Vader and they they wash your car. Now I'm not sure what kind of cars are getting washed. In uh, Santiago, Chile, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Cadillac Escalades and drug dealers and whatever that stuff. And but, uh, you know, a little car wash trying to uh, make its uh, make its way and make a little bit of money is now being sued uh, by the Lucasfilm. Uh, company for stealing the rights to the film and the car wash just says no, uh, they, they ha- we haven't stole any rights uh, to the film or to the uh, brand or anything like that. Uh, it's just it's it's a coincidence. Yet I look here and they've got stormtroopers washing cars. I would say it's more than a coincidence, but I just wonder why this is important to uh, George Lucas. I have to call my friend Bob Fuller over at Fuller's Car Wash and maybe uh maybe we can do uh, like a Dan and Amy uh, car wash, a conservative car wash. You know, where you only wash a certain portion of the car. And you got to pay a lot for it because that's how we roll.
1: It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: You know what i think we've kind of grooved into our uh, our second hour after uh, getting here early early this morning and having to uh to break into the building because i don't have a a key card and uh i, I uh it's a good thing i keep a tool uh, uh box in the uh, ford nifty 150 uh justin did you check and see if they put the door back on downstairs yet all right good yeah i took the door off the hinges to get in the place this morning Next time you guys, give me a key card, all right? It'll be easier for all of us. Uh, it's Ray Stevens in for uh, Dan and Amy. Uh, y- you know, my next guest knows about all the nuts and bolts of the economy, and you can see this guy all over uh, TV, cop- uh, capitalistpig.com. Uh, uh, he knows a lot about money. He knows a lot about the markets, and he knows a lot about dogs. We're going to talk about that in a second. He's got a great new book. Uh, Jonathan Honig, sir, welcome to WIND. Oh, oh, Ray, great to be with you. Good morning. And, you know, look, after years of talking with uh, Dan
8: and Amy and you on stations all over the country about how terrible and tough the economy has been, I'm happy we actually have a little something to celebrate here at the end of 2023, a great year for stocks and a much better outlook for inflation in the weeks and months
2: ahead. You know, they call this the Santa Claus rally. And yesterday there were some saying that there were signs that the rally was Showing fatigue. What does that mean? Does that mean that we're ready to see a little bit of a, a leveling off as we enter the new year?
8: we go to the sky. And, you know, the S&P, the, the market rate, it's been up for nine straight weeks. This is the best run since 2004. It's up almost 13% just, just since November 1st. And, Ray, some of the you – know, this year, it's really been all about high tech. We've all seen the chat GPT and seen kind of exactly how the incredible this technology is. That's pushed some stocks, particularly technology, up even more. I mean, the NASDAQ's up 44% just this year, Ray. Now, keep in mind, it got annihilated in 2023. But you know that's been the real big story, and it's one of the reasons why all eyes are going to be on it. Apple this morning in particular, you know, Apple has that new line of uh, smartwatches, the Apple Watch. And basically, it was all pulled from the shelves in recent days because of a patent ruling from overseas. Well, it turns out now the Biden administration has overruled that, at least temporarily. So Apple will be able to continue to sell uh, that new smartphone, that new smartwatch, I should say, not getting pulled from store from shelves uh, after all, and certainly going to do a lot to Sway the fear that, as you said, maybe maybe the rally is over. The fact that Apple continued to sell the watch—it's a good news for stocks overall.
2: I know, I know that we, are, you know, I, you know, you look at your personal finances and you yourself just said it in '23—they took a hit. I know I've got a ways to go before it gets back up to that precipice of where it was, but uh, you know, we live in a. We live in a world where we're being sold uh, you know, electric vehicles. Electric's the way to go. Get rid of your combustion cars, although nobody's buying these cars right now. Uh, I think uh, the average uh, wait time, at least in and around Chicago, is 190 days than an EV sits on a dealership lot. But uh, one of the stories you have this year is about a car manufacturer that not a lot of people know of they had a car that was up for i believe auto of the year at the beginning of the year and that's lordstown motors but now they've uh they've gone kaput haven't they
8: they have i mean it's another one of those names ray and ironically it's 2023 was a terrible name for most ev makers as you said and you know the the, the winds have shifted a little bit it used to be the combustion uh cars that were sitting on dealer locks and the evs that were going very quickly. Well, for most of 23, as you said, it's been the EVs that are sitting for extended periods on dealer lots, and the normal con- combustion engines that are going much quickly. So, this has been a real winnowing of the year uh, of all these EV companies that were certainly a mad dash and. Lordson is just one of those. I mean, it looks like not just Tesla might be the sole survivor in terms of the pure play EVs, Ray. But keep in mind, every car company really is an EV player now. Most of the, the car manufacturers, the majority of their cars are electric vehicles. So, you know, that premium that EV car manufacturers once had, oh, well, you have to get an EV from Tesla, from Lordson, et cetera. That's gone away as most cars now, especially coming into 2024, 2025 model year, most likely you'll be driving an ev whether you like it or not
2: i'll never drive an ev i'll go back to a horse no you know I'll, I'll tell you you know i i've got kind of this reputation you know i've been i've been in this town a long time and people know that i like to drive i mean i've had uh, usually i drive a pickup truck i've driven diesel trucks because uh, i pull some big stuff from time to time i, I like having a, a a a pickup now i'm just driving a little f-150 but the other day I go to my uh, Ford dealer and they're like, "Why don't you take this Mach E for a drive and see if you like it?" And uh, and I got in the car and it was a, it was a, you know, people get pissed off because they call it a Mustang. Whatever. You got to get over it. But I got to tell you, I I liked it. It it was it was quick, it was built nice. The only thing was is uh, Jonathan, I got in this thing and on a full charge it was 244 miles. To uh, I do you say empty or uncharged or whatever? I mean, you got to get that battery technology to come along uh, before you'll ever get a guy like me to buy in. And I think I'm the guy you just talked about. I'll have to drive an EV whether I like it or not.
8: Yeah, Ram, look, the technology will continue to improve. I think what's so frustrating is, you know, uh, not only is it simply more expensive. But also, you know, Bastiat, the economist, always talked about what is seen and what is unseen in the economy. And, you know, we're seeing the car move by electric power, but what we're not seeing, for example, is the environmental impact of the batteries, the battery disposal, and, of course, just the electricity itself. People forget where does the majority of the electricity come from that powers our EV cars most likely, coal. Uh, you know, these have yeah. been referred. Tesla's have been referred to as cold power cars. But <laughs> you know, the envir- the environmental movement is so strong in this country, particularly with the Biden administration. So, a lot of the subsidies and benefits that have befell uh, EV, play- EV players and EV car manufacturers are likely to continue. Of course, at all of our
7: expense.
2: You know, I I wonder if we're just one uh, uh, administration away from not having this uh, jammed on our our throats any longer but i tell you i got on i was on the eisenhower expressway at harlem the other day sitting in horrible uh uh uh, you know traffic and and there was a mustang in front of me and i know that was burning like a sunoco 116 octane race fuel and i just enjoy that smell and i I just i I rue the day that goes away that would be uh, very sad one more story for you jonathan but before we talk about your book Um, I know a lot of uh, states, as we get ready to uh, delve into the new year, are talking about uh, uh, minimum wage increases. Talk about Pizza Hut and uh, what's going on with their 1,200 delivery drivers.
8: Yeah, they're getting laid off. And this is the same thing, Ray. I mean, that is seen and that is unseen. And probably the best example is minimum wage. Minimum wage is going up all around the country come January 1st, including here in Illinois. In fact, minimum wage is increasing from $13 an hour to $14 an hour. 22 states are going to increase the minimum wage. And, you know, we all see everyone making an extra dollar, an extra $2 an hour. In fact, in California – Minimum wage is rising, get this, from $16 an hour to $20 an hour. And as a result, you've got a major Pizza Hut franchisee already saying they're going to be laying off 1,200 delivery drivers. And that's not just it, Raven. Other uh, franchisees and other stores are always talking about, uh, already talking about raising fees. Uh, Another franchisee, a Pizza Hut franchisee, says that he or she is going to start charging an 8.5% service charge to the bill. Simply because of that higher increase in minimum wage. So, you know, as the more, uh, Milton, uh, as uh, Milton Friedman famously said, there is no such thing as a free lunch. So, look for higher service charges and most likely less uh, available service once this uh, minimum wage law hits. Come January
2: 1st. You know, this uh, this signal, uh, IND, uh, goes uh, in, in such great direction all over the city. I know right now there's somebody on the south side of Chicago saying, I ain't never driving an electric car and I'm never eating at a Pizza Hut. It'll never happen. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Honig is, uh, is our guest. Jonathan, uh, tell me about your uh, new book.
8: Sure. Well, look, I-, I love money, Ray, but I might love dogs even more. <laughs> dogs and Pets. And and uh, there's always been this really interesting philosophical question. Everyone says that they love their dog, they love their pet, but do you love your dog really like the same way you'd love your spouse So, you know, you'd love your children? So the new book is called Can You Really Love a Dog? Leonard Peikoff and Ayn Rand on Pets. delves into exactly that, the real philosophical nuts and bolts uh, a relationship between you and your animal, why it's so strong, how to best enjoy your pet when they're, when they're living and how to most effectively mourn them when, of course, they eventually pass away. So can you really love a dog? Jonathan Honig is the editor. It's on Amazon. And, uh, Ray, as I said, I've got your copy coming in the mail, your uh,
2: your media copy. I'm happy to share oh. with you and share with the world as well. Can you really love a dog? Find it on Amazon. Jonathan Honig, always great to talk to you. I'll talk to you again uh, probably, who knows, L.A., uh, Kansas City, maybe Louisiana, but I'll I'll talk to you soon, my friend.
8: Well, Ray, you are all over the country. We're so happy to have you, and Merry Christmas, think and Happy New Year to all of
2: our listeners. Happy New Year to you, my friend Jonathan Honig here on WIND. Uh, you know, can you really love a dog? I'll tell you about the nonsense that's going on in my house right now. You you won't believe it, and and you might say, Ray, it's time for you to it's time for you to get six nineteen at WIND AM five sixty Chicago's Morning Answer.
1: Listen to podcast of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile.
2: Talking about uh, Jonathan Honig, our last guest, and he's talking about can you really love a dog. And, and uh, that book is available at, uh, at Amazon. He's such a good guy and, and smart. Um, but in, in in my house right now, there's, there's just ridiculous going on because uh, – you you may recall, and I don't expect everybody to listen every day or to you know to hang on to every word we say. I know you're busy, and and heck, man, I'm just a fill-in guy, a foster fill-in, if you will. But uh, yesterday, a caller called in and said, "Hey, Ray, I met you at a party in Naperville. Um, all the guys at the party were talking about your your girlfriend, <laughs> who is absolutely stunning. I mean, this woman, she should be." On TV, she should be a model. She's a a good, God-fearing, uh, conservative Christian woman with principles and values. What's she doing with me? I have no idea. <clears throat> but we rescued two dogs from Paws Chicago. And uh, I'll never forget the day we rescued the dog. And if you're thinking about an animal and you want one of these Labradoodles or boutique dogs, you know, think twice before you do that. Because a lot of these breeders, you don't know what you're getting. And And there's so many pets that need to be helped out and there's so many good uh shelters whether that's rover rescue or uh senior rescues uh here in in uh um, in the chicagoland area or Paw chicago or anywhere so we go to get this dog that she wants and it's a uh, it's a pit bull and she wants a pit bull because that's a dog that she's always had and uh, we meet this guy named mark lucas down at Paw chicago he's a wonderful man and he's telling me about this dog that she wants named marcy and uh my girl's just like, we need to save Marcy. Marcy needs us. And I, uh, I go and I meet Marcy. I am not a big dog guy, and I don't necessarily want a dog that if it latches down to my leg will take the leg. And I, I know that people love pit bulls. I get it. Uh, my girl's family has a lot of them. That's all they've ever had. Um, But uh, when when Mark told me, you know, this dog's got anxiety, it's got some issues, and when it sees another dog, it doesn't necessarily take its aggression out on the other dog, it takes the aggression out on you. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm not made for this, but we want to save and we want to rescue an animal. And I used to think that term was so dumb, rescue an animal. What was it, out on an iceberg? How did you rescue it? But now I am a complete rescue guy and I'm sold on it. So we get these... We, we get this other dog uh, that was in the Oprah Winfrey room. She's got her own room down there. Say what you want about Oprah, but she's good to Chicago Shelter Pets. And uh, we find this a little black, uh, I call it a boutique mutt. It's like a terrier uh, mix, and its name is Tyrone. And I'm like, I want to see Tyrone. So uh, um, we adopt Tyrone. Some days, uh, sometime later, we adopt Hutchie, the dog I love so much. And uh, these dogs have chiropractors. Um when we go on a walk the dogs have little legs so they can only go so far before my girl puts them in a stroller and we walk these dogs in a stroller around the neighborhood and i used to think that if you can't spot that guy you are that guy and i used to kind of hide my head a little bit i'm like damn it i'm walking dogs in a stroller but now uh the one dog is having some kind of neck issue so um, she she tells me, hey, can you please go in the spare bedroom and take the bed apart and put the mattress on the floor because I don't want the little uh, uh, black dog Ty uh, to be jumping up and off the bed. It's hurting its neck, and 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 I'm going to sleep on the floor with the mattress on the floor. It looks like I mean, it looks like we're living in a kibbutz, and and uh, that is that's what we've got going on in the spare room. And because the dog has the neck issues from jumping up and down on the tall bed. Um, which is a, I don't know why, you know, in a couple more years, I'm not going to be able to get on this bed. One of those sleep number beds is fantastic. But now the dog has a chiropractor. I can't be the only one. Tell me I'm not the only one in Chicago. We're the only one right now that has a dog that goes to a chiropractor. J- Justin, have you heard about this? Never? you got to talk back to me. I, I need I need somebody to bounce off of in here.
3: I've never heard of that. That's insane so the
2: dog no, so the dog goes to the chiropractor and 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 the, i forget the dogs the, the the woman's name she's in naperville um down off ogden avenue a uh, lovely lady but she adjusts the dog just like you would get adjusted and uh, you know it, that's that's what i'm going through right now so not only does my beautiful girlfriend who i don't know is why, with me uh, does she not sleep with me anymore she sleeps in the kibbutz Uh, with the mattress on the floor with our dog that has neck issues, and then the the other dog uh, sleeps with me. I feel like there's been division in the family, but here's the thing. Uh, uh, You know, these dogs, one, uh, Ty, the one, they both have the chiropractor, but Ty was used as a bait dog in pit bull fighting, and he's got little nips taken out of his his ear, so it was our conjecture that uh, these dogs had such a horrible life Uh, for their first four or five years that we were going to do everything we could to make their life better from here on out, and hopefully we've done that. So if you want, it's can you really love a dog? The answer to that is a resounding yes. And if you're thinking about one in the future, for the love of God, adopt, don't shop. And that book, by the way, is by uh, Jonathan Honig, and you can find that uh, at Amazon. You don't necessarily have to love it as much as we do, and you don't have to spend as much money necessarily as we do. I'm like, the dog doesn't have to go to a chiropractor. Why don't I just take that little massage thing you have upstairs, or whatever that is, and we can use that to rub the dog's neck, and I'll put a little icy hot on it. I'll save you 70 bucks. What do you think?
1: It's like a hot steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560. The Answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're
2: AM 560. The Answer. Yeah, I'm just looking here at... uh... States that are increasing their minimum wage. Uh, Alaska, Arizona, California, Colorado, Hawaii, Illinois. Uh, Illinois minimum wage, 13 bucks. You know, I, I, it was interesting to watch the, uh, the, the kiosks in the McDonald's. And I'm not a big Mickey D uh, guy. I, I try not to uh, eat processed food. But every now and then in a, in a pinch, if I'm traveling, I, I will. Uh, I'll stop in and grab a, a fish filet or, you know whatever they whatever that is a supposed fish fillet uh but they've really done a nice job in <laughs> in their response to these you know fast food workers and people wanting uh you know 20 dollars an hour to prepare a meal and I get it I mean I know uh I mean uh, these are supposed to be entry level jobs where you learn a skill and, and you move on it's not supposed to be necessarily money that's supposed to sustain you it's supposed to be that job when you were a kid uh, you went and and you did it, um, but uh, you know, with the cost of everything being so high, I mean, I I I understand, but it sure does make it untenable uh, for the mom and sh- uh, mom and pop shops in and around town that uh, that are trying to uh, you know make a go of it with uh, you know just needing the kid to wash dishes or to uh, deliver food or whatever. And I got to tell you, I tried my best yesterday to uh, to leave the radio station and not stop at the. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure if I pronounced this bakery correct uh I I want to say it's jarouche I may be wrong on that pronunciation uh, Justin if you know different let me know um, but uh, I I could not drive by I, I, I tried and then I pulled in and I thought it's it's interesting because as I made my way uh, uh, back home yesterday and I came out of the the uh, the the, uh, the area where the radio station is and I kind of uh, hit the Arlington Heights Elk Grove Schomburg area. I was uh, uh, greeted, if you will, uh, by people at, uh, well, where was I? I was at Bussy and Arlington Heights Road, uh, and then I was at, um, well, I guess, it, is it Mart- Martingale Drive? I'm not sure if that's the name of it, but I'm, I'm getting over to 355. I'm in Elk Grove Village, and at every intersection, um, there are people asking for money uh, for a surgery for a young lady. And I want to say her name was Amelia or something like that. And it just caught me as odd. And I, 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 I asked the guys in the control room if they've seen that before. And they say they have. So I do a little search. And it seems like in this area per se, there is a, a, a certain amount of people that if they go to, uh, to the Walmart, to any of the, uh, you know, even Ikea, that they will be approached inside these stores and asked for money uh, for this uh, young lady's surgery. Now, if it is, in fact, legit, I'd like to know. But uh, I would think my friend Steve Burness over at the uh, the Better Business Bureau would say, "Eh, you may want to look into it." Uh, but it certainly struck me as odd yesterday. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that goes, "Eh, I don't want to help you out." But it just uh, it just was it was weird. And uh, you know, with everything that goes on in and around Chicago, man, I tell you, I, uh, I keep my I keep looking forward. I keep my hands on the wheel. Sometimes I keep one hand on the wheel and one uh, you know over in the side pocket uh, for. Reasons that I'm sure you can figure out, because you never know uh, what what might be uh, going on. And I don't think it's just because of uh, you know uh, illegals or immigration. I think the whole world has gone crazy, man. I'm going to tell you a story about a, a woman, uh, a neighbor of a woman in Lyle that is just absolutely unsettling. You uh, I I almost I almost don't even want to talk about it, but it just it's a little attaboy to uh, to first responders. But first, I wanted to talk about uh, Eric Adams, uh, mayor of New York. Uh, now what they've done is they've placed restrictions on when buses can arrive in uh, New York City, where they can arrive because they don't want uh people being just dropped off and let loose in their city. They want to uh they want to try to keep an eye on folks. And you know what? We kind of let that go when we let everybody cross that southern border, right? All goes back to the Biden administration now. Here's my here's my theory and you can tell me I'm crazy, you can agree or disagree. But you've noticed that all of a sudden, uh, a lot of these mayors of these big Democrats-run cities, uh, Chicago, uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson, uh, you know, speaking out against the Biden administration, Eric Adams saying, this is untenable, we can't do this, sending migrants to Washington saying that this is on Biden. And on and on and on it goes. I wonder if there's not a coup that's being designed here to say, all right, you know what, Joe, uh, we're going to get you out of running for this office somehow, some way." and uh we're going to we're going to you know we, we, they they want this guy to go away. how they're going to do it, I really don't know, but it has to happen, I think, in a relative short amount of time with less than a year to go to the election uh, i I think that the Democrats do not want to deal with one Joe and squeaking Kamala, but that's just my uh, man on the grassy knoll wearing a tinfoil hat idea, Eric Adams yesterday on restricting the time and uh, place of the buses with all the uh The people that are coming here to have a white picket fence and to live a better life in a land known as America.
9: To better coordinate these arrivals today, I'm announcing an executive order requiring charter buses transporting migrants, those often contracted by the state of Texas, to provide 32 hour notice in advance of their arrival into New York City. To make sure we have sufficient staffing, we are also requiring that these charter buses arrive only between 8.30 a.m. and 12 p.m., Monday through Friday, and to only drop off passengers <laughs> at one spot unless directed otherwise mm-hmm. by New York City Emergency Management. Sure. Fair to do so result in a Class B misdemeanor, possible fines, lawsuit, and even buses being impounded. Mm-hmm. We cannot allow buses with people needing our help to arrive without warning at any hour of day and night. Why? It's a free country. You're a sanctuary city. Give us your tired, your weak.
2: Um, Mr. Lopez Obrador, Mexican president, says uh, he's willing to help limit people crossing Mexico's uh, southern border uh, en route to the U.S. This is some of the... Uh, Progress that was made yesterday when uh, Anthony Blinkton and uh, the rest uh, stopped down there and uh, talked to Manuel Lopez Obrador, saying, "You know, we need some help here. You got to stop these people." But you know, it it could all stop at at our southern border if if you know when uh, when when Governor Greg Abbott puts up the the uh, some people call them uh, buoys, uh, and they this guy comes up with some good plans. If you want to keep people out. You've you've got to. You've got to be able to put up some kind of deterrent, whether it's those uh, containers, whether it's the buoys that they put up in the river. And I, I thought the buoys, when I thought about it in theory, I thought, oh, it's probably like one of those, you know, you know, when you're a kid and you're swimming and you're in the lanes at high school or at, at the gym and you've got those uh, those uh, dividers that keep you to, in your swim lane. I thought, well, it's just one of those bigger. But, no, they were buoys. But then the federal government says, ah, that's unconstitutional. It's unfair. You've got to take them down. What a bunch of crap. So now you've got these guys bitching and moaning about people coming. And you can only send the buses at certain times. We may impound the buses. You can't stop street takeovers. You can't stop people from riding their mini bikes in your town. Eric Adams, Mayor Adams. And the same goes for you, Mayor Brandon Johnson. The cities, if you haven't been into downtown Chicago lately, it looks like, if you ever watch a NASCAR race, and and at the end uh, the driver always does a burnout, and they leave the uh, donuts all over the, the road, Almost every intersection in Chicago looks like that. It's absolutely amazing. And and I'm here to tell you that if you drive in and out of the city and I know a lot of people don't go down there uh, anymore, go it's just it is out of control. And and then people will yell at me and say, "Oh no, it's not. You're just saying that because you're part of that conservative media." BS. It's it's nuts down there. Um I want to go to uh, Larry in uh, Carroll Stream. Larry at 312-642-5600. Larry, help me out with the uh, pronunciation of the bakery.
10: Hey, good morning. It's a it's spelled weird, but it's pronounced Geroche. Like Geroche. Long old. and it's it's been there over sixty years. Yeah. The real bad part about it is when you drive into their parking lot, you automatically put on fifteen pounds.
2: <laughs> you know, I. I I did a, a social media post saying that I was going to be here uh, working for a Dan and Amy, and that social media post has been seen over 200,000 times. I went in there yesterday just to grab a couple of cookies. You would think that maybe they would have been comped. I gave those people a lot of love. Jerosh, Is that Polish?
10: Um, I think it's Polish, German, and... I want to say Ukrainian or Latvian you know something like that I, I don't pay attention to that I just pay attention yeah. to the 15 pounds.
2: No oh, Larry well Larry go for a walk for God's sake you got to even it out you can't just eat you got to get some activity in there. you have to have the uh if you're gonna do something bad you have to put some good in after it right
10: That's probably true.
2: All right Larry I appreciate your call yeah my neighbor uh, my neighbor Roy halters uh, that lives next door to me every Christmas uh, when he comes over he's got a, a box from geroche. And uh, and that box has gone, uh, lickety split. Uh, it's good stuff. And and you know, my my folks were from Brookfield and and Berwyn, um, and and they used to go to Visecki's, and uh, Visecki's Bakery just closed after years and years and years. I'm telling you, uh, you know, there's some uh, there's some institutions around this town that are you got to visit them and you got to support them so they don't go away. It's 6:46. Uh, it's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. It's AM 560. Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning.
1: There's only one radio show in Chicago talking about today's biggest stories and telling you what they really mean. That show is this one. Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The
2: Answer. Yeah, before we went to break, we uh, played a, a segment of Eric Adams, New York Mayor, saying that uh, we need to know when these buses are coming. And I, I, I hate to talk about this all the time, but this is big news and it's it's going on close here, close to home. I mean, obviously it's going on in Chicago. We know that. Uh, I work uh, uh, my gig in Kansas City every week. I have on uh, uh, Representative Mark Alford. He's from the uh, 4th District of uh, Missouri. And uh, he's reporting uh, via his Twitter 248,000 uh, encounters at the southern border uh, in December alone. Uh, that, that is a high number uh elburn illinois uh two suburbs have voted in favor of new legislation designed to stop buses from dropping off uh migrants without notice i mean are you kidding me you you make it all the way to uh to uh, eagle pass texas and uh you 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 get sent to, to elburn what the hell is there to? hey you know i'm gonna tell you if you go to elburn and you get dropped off there. If you have any money on your person, go to Reams Meat Market. They've got some good stuff right there if you've never been. I, I And then go to Knucklehead Saloon. I'm, I'm a big guy. <laughs> I love Elburn. If you can't make it to LaFox, go to Elburn. Uh, but, uh, you know, wow. Elburn's uh, now, uh, you know, in the crosshairs. Elburn uh, Village Board voted unanimously Wednesday night to ban unscheduled uh, migrant bus drop-offs. Now, I guess... Out there in uh, Elburn, uh, there on Route 47, it's probably easier to, to spot a bus uh, coming through your town than it is if you're on the uh, Eisenhower at, uh, at Damon uh, heading towards the Greyhound bus terminal in, uh, in Chicago. Elburn ordinance, like most of the others passed, require uh, buses dropping off folks to have a permit. Elburn demands five days advance notice of a uh, bus arrival. Yeah, I guess, you know, if you stop and think about it, man, there's a train station there that's been there now a few years. You get on that train and you uh, you, you take that to Chicago and you're on your way. Oh, well, i got to tell you, if you're coming here, uh, why go to Chicago? Why not to spend some time out in Elburner, LaFox, St. Charles, Geneva? Batavia, you want to stay away from Batavia. Batavia doesn't have anything you need. <laughs> Batavia is no good. It, Batavia... <laughs> that's because I live there. Stay out of there. Um, village officials reported last week a busload uh, of 38, uh, what they call asylum seekers, or as what uh, Dan and Amy listeners would say, illegals, were dropped off. It's going to get interesting. It's going to get uh, going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, other towns that uh, had folks stopping by were Aurora, Fox River Grove, Rosemont, Elmhurst, university park what do they all have in common they all have in common a way to get to chicago on a train i wondered do they uh where do they get the money to ride the trainer that they just jump on? they just on, jump on top of it or or in a boxcar like they do when they uh when they reach the uh the, the said uh southern border but uh man it's something you know this is this is what you get this is what you voted for and i know not you I know not you. I get it. I know who you are. I know the makeup, the cosmetic makeup of a, uh, a WIND AM560 listener. I got it. And, and by the way, you know, I, I want to give some love to some people that I work with from time to time. Um, and I know that they get talked about on this radio station. One is Jeannie Ives. I know Jeannie Ives is on this radio station all the time. But if you've never, uh, you know, visited her website or uh, searched out Breakthrough Ideas, or maybe been to one of her uh, meetings on a Tuesday night. You should go, uh, and then if you are out in the uh, Kane County area, uh, a friend of mine—I uh, don't know if he wants me to say his name or not—but I'm gonna Dean White uh, introduced me to the Three Headed uh, Eagle Alliance, and uh, there's folks out there uh, in your neighborhood. You got to get involved because you know we talk about all of this stuff that goes on, and you talk about migration, and you—you know—you—you—you you, kind of try to make light of it because it's such a serious issue. And really, I don't know where this uh, ends because it's just such a cluster um, that you you got to somehow, you know, for me, I've got to somehow say, OK, one, how do I not let it drive me crazy? Because you can't. And two, how do I help? How do I get involved? How do you get involved with elections? Well, the two things that I just mentioned can help you do that. You can uh, get involved uh, with, uh, you know, being a a, a, a poll watcher. Um, and that's important because you can't just leave it up to other people. And the three-headed Eagle Alliance, if you're out in Kane County, uh, you know, uh, in DuPage County, Breakthrough Ideas, Genie will get you set up with what you have to do and who you have to talk to to get involved. Because if, if you just sit here and you listen to the radio and you bitch and moan, you're not going to get anything done. Get involved. And, and conversely, get involved in the city too. Not only to watch stuff go on and, and, and affect change, but to help people out because, you know, by and large, as I talked to Ray Lopez yesterday, you will find, that uh, there, there's more good uh, than there is bad, and I think that's something you've got you to gotta keep, uh, you gotta keep uh, you know, in the back of your mind. Man, this story out of DuPage County kills me. Uh, you know, I like uh, attorney uh, Bob Berlin. He gets things uh, done uh, out there when it comes to shoplifting or anything else, but uh, this story sur- surrounds a uh, 51-year-old Naperville woman charged with attempted first-degree murder for stabbing two young girls that she was babysitting. This was last month. On November 17th, Lyle Police responded to a home on Matson Lane for a report of a suicide attempt. So this 51-year-old Naperville woman tries to kill herself after she stabs these two little kids she's babysitting. One was one-year-old, one was four. Now, the meaning of me telling you this story isn't to horrify you or to disgust you. It's to show you what our uh, men and women that work as first responders go through on a, a daily basis. Uh, as uh, Bob Berlin said, it's uh, obviously uh, extremely uh, disturbing, but uh, the fact that the Lyle police uh, went out there and dealt with this and uh, handled it in, in such a, a timely manner when they figured out that there were kids in there, uh, they, uh, they went into the house without hesitation, and uh, he just wanted to uh, commend them for uh, executing their job skillfully and professionally. Um, this uh, this uh, crazy woman, uh, is due back in court on uh, January 12th. But man, you know we we talk about uh, police all the time, and and you know you, th- not every one of these men and women are on the up and up. Not all of them are good, but man, a majority of them are, and a majority of them really need to be given a little pat on the back because they're doing uh, they're doing a job that you and I uh, don't want to do. I mean, there's 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 tools in the media industry. There's there's radio guys that are scumbags. I mean, it's like that anywhere, but it certainly seems to me that whenever we talk about a bad cop, it just really throws a bad light on on the rest of them, and it just isn't that way. So uh, a little boy and a pat on the back. Not only to state's attorney, Bob Berlin, doing a great job in DuPage County, actually prosecuting crime. Can you believe that? But to the uh, Lyle Police Department that uh, went in there on that situation back on November 17th and, uh, without hesitation, uh, did their job, and that's what they would call it. They don't want to be called heroes. They would say, Ray, we were doing our job. That's all we did. But, uh, hey, to the Lyle uh, Police uh, Department and first responders for a, uh, man, just going into a horrific scene and, uh, and taking care of it.
1: It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer.
2: Not not many places I can hook up the, the trailer and head with my uh, my snowmobiles to do a little ice oval testing or to do a little racing this year. So I was thinking maybe I'd go out to Colorado, but what they pulled last week with Trump, uh, and I've got to boycott it. So that's, uh, I can't drink Bud Light, which I never did anyway. I can't go to Target, okay, uh, and I can't now go to Colorado. But uh, Lauren uh, uh, Bobert is in the uh, news again. She's been in the news a lot in the, in the last, well, in the last half year uh, at least. Um, is, is it just me guys that she kind of does something for me <laughs> she, she's nuts man i think it's the fact that she's like a, a you know i i know that her her former soulmate uh her husband was a they were i think they were texas ranchers so i i like that i i like i like uh you know uh, that that kind of lifestyle doesn't necessarily mean that that, uh, you know, this, this is uh, my kind of person, but uh, she says uh, now she is uh, entering the crowded Republican primary uh, of uh, retiring uh, Representative Ken Buck's seat. That's the eastern s- uh, side of the state of uh, Colorado, okay? Uh, she's leaving her third district uh, because she says that the uh, the, the people that just want to can her and uh, get rid of her are all being financed with uh, George Soros money and with— uh, which he likes to call, uh, uh, Aspen money. And, uh, if you've ever been out to Colorado, I'm here to tell you, uh, it is where the hip meet the trip. It, you would, it it is very, I mean, obviously by way of what we saw with them, uh, and their, uh, their Supremes, uh, uh, voting to, to get, uh, one Donald J Trump off the ballot. It's very liberal, but man, those mountain towns are something. Uh, but, uh, Lauren Brobert. Yeah. What was it? Uh, was it Beetlejuice? Was that the play that she was at with her, uh, her new boy toy and they were uh, vaping and uh, ostensibly all over each other and you know at what point do you are you not like okay yeah, people might notice me I'm a you know I'm a I'm an elected official and here I am uh, they call it uh, groping uh but uh, you, you know you might want to tamp that down a little bit and save that for later but you know once you get on the whiskey uh, uh weird things uh, uh, can happen uh coming up this morning at 7:35 uh, we are going to talk with uh, um Alderman Anthony Napolitano, I like to just call him naps. This guy comes from a family of firefighters and policemen, which I always say, well, what do you guys do? Just sit around and fight with each other um you know and and uh and now he's uh he, he's, he's a guy that's in the know in Chicago. We'll talk to him about uh uh the migration uh, issue. We'll talk to him about Chicago crime. Uh, he's always outspoken on what's going on with uh, Michigan Avenue and some of the things down there and, and what this city has seen in the last couple of years, really since COVID. It just hasn't been good. I, You know, when I walk down Oak Street and I see a Spirit Halloween store and a Crazy Kaplan's Fireworks Depot, that lets me and leads me to believe that Chicago ain't what it once was, but it still is a beautiful, great Midwestern city and one of the uh, the best around, at least uh, in, in my uh, opinion. Uh, does it get a little dangerous from time to time? Sure it does, but doesn't everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to do my best half dance to say that I uh, I still love the city and which uh, what I come from. Our uh, phone number here on Chicago's morning answer, 312-642-5600. Terry is in Rogers Park. She's been holding a very patiently. Terry, good morning.
7: Hi, uh, uh, I'd, l- I'd like to know why why aren't the leaders of South American countries uh, capable of making their people a, a decent country to live in? Uh, our American government should find a way to make them better at helping their people.
2: Well, I think uh, I think that would be uh, I think that's uh, part of the uh, the reason why uh, uh, Mayorkas and uh, you know they in in the uh, the the contingents uh, to, see, that went to Mexico yesterday uh, to, to meet on migration had a very productive meeting. And Terry, I appreciate your, uh, your phone call, but yeah, you bring up a good point. I mean, if you, you know, Mexico isn't what you see on the, uh, on the border, whether it's Eagle pass or whether it's uh, New uh, when you're near Arizona or anywhere in Texas, um, it's, it's, you know, I have a friend that lives in, in, in Cabo San Lucas and, uh, you know the the way they live there, and I understand that you know there's a you know there's a certain amount of uh you know money that's there and my friend is is very well to do um, but you know even on the outskirts of Cabo and what you wouldn't consider uh, to be uh, you know the garden spot of Mexico, it's still okay, but we know that it's run by the cartels we know there's a lot of uh, a drug issue there and it's tough. But uh, and and I will tell you that uh, sometimes I'm I'm a little I'm a little uneasy because I'm walking around Cabo with my buddy who probably has more money in his front left pocket than I have in the bank and, and I'm like you you are going to get us killed. Oh no, there's nothing to worry about down here. He is so at ease uh, where he lives and in his area. He is not concerned about anything and I'm like at the time I was working for for CBS Radio and I'm like, well yeah, they're not going to take you. They're going to take me and and hold me hostage and say, uh, you know what? Uh, we're uh we're not going to, you know, we're going to trade you for, I don't even know, I can't even come up with an anchor that works for CBS, Erica Sargent. <laughs> I don't even watch CBS, but I'm saying, you know, there's always that fear in my head that uh, we're going to get uh, kidnapped. But, uh, um, you yeah, the, uh, know, the things that are going on uh, with this administration and with this town and with this mayor are just uh, uh, untenable. Um, Mayor Pete Buttigieg uh, I know he's not the mayor anymore. he's a former naval officer and I should be uh, more respectful of him but i I just can't find respect for this guy. Um, you know he's uh, he's uh, the transportation secretary and he's the guy out there saying that uh, you know America you are ready for the uh, for the EV uh, uh, change you're ready to, to trade in your combustion uh, uh, engine uh, automobiles because once you go electric You never go back.
10: The share of EVs has been dramatically increasing every single year, and that's continuing. Now, our goal is by the end of this decade uh, to be about half and half. I don't know a lot of people who think that Americans in 2050 are still going to be driving uh, that old technology, that that combustion technology that we inherited
2: in the 20th century. Americans like it. The big question
10: is, uh, well, no, you're you're not going to meet a lot of people who ever go back after they've gone electric, and uh, I think that really tells you something.
2: That guy is so full of crap here. If you have an EV, you know, first of all, um, you know, I, I said earlier when I was talking to Jonathan Honig, um, earlier this morning that I did, uh, my, my Ford dealer asked me, uh, I work with a Ford dealer out of Roselle, Illinois, friendly Ford. They're great people. And, uh, Matt, the, uh, the, uh, owner over there said, Hey, take this EV and tell me if you like it and tell me what you think about it. And, uh, I did like driving it. It was a Really nice, put together vehicle. I know people don't like to call it a Mustang, but you know, just from fit and finish and things like that. And I, I host a, a show on another radio station in Chicago that is auto centric, and uh, and we we get to drive a lot of cars and do a lot of cool things. I will tell you that I I didn't hate it, uh, but it, it's not practical for what I need. I have a mother that lives in northern Wisconsin. I can't get to northern Wisconsin in a Ford Mach-E on a single charge. I'd have to stop somewhere and take a day or two to charge it or however long you charge it. it. You know, I got in the vehicle and on full charge it was 244 miles. And then if you put your foot into it and you have it in unbridled mode, which makes it go extra fast. Uh, that 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 goes way down so listen uh, is there a spot for him hey man if you want to use it as a grocery getter or maybe uh you know have it as uh you know getting the kids in and around town i can see where it would work for that but I, i want to tell you this as well i know this and i have this on good authority is that if you go to trade in your ev at a car dealer they are immediately sending that thing to carmax they don't want it on their lot they can't get rid of the ones they have the average daily no the average time for an ev on the lot in chicago and this is a fact is 190 days on average so what happened uh, mayor pete is this the people that wanted evs bought them and now they can't get rid of them and now for the first time ever, you can go to your local – well, I know this for a fact. You can go to your local Ford dealer, and you can lease an EV because they can't sell them. And if you can uh, disagree with me on that or you have a different point of view, let me know. But those are the numbers. So to say that uh, once people go electric, they never go back is absolutely ridiculous. They take too long to charge. You have to have a stage one charger in your house. Is there a spot for them in the future? Maybe. But, man, it costs money and petroleum to make plastic it's a, uh, you know, batteries are not uh, equal friendly. And then when you get rid of them, what do you do? Send them out to Amy Jacobson's place in Utah. Uh, you know, you, you, you open up a hole in the side of a mountain and just put them in there. Let them worry about it on later. You know, this whole thing that it's all better for the, uh, for the environment. It's just a bunch of crap. You can't run these things without coal and you can't build them without petroleum. So Mayor Pete, I'm calling BS on you. My name's Ray Stevens. In for Dan and Amy. Hey, hang with us. And Napolitano coming up at 735. We'll ask him all about the city from his point of view. And maybe he can give us some insight to uh, when it gets better and if it gets better. It's uh, 718 right now on AM 560, Chicago's Morning Answer.
1: This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM 560, The Answer.
2: That's 723 on a Thursday in a... uh, a week that's uh, short because of the old holiday, uh, garbage pickup, everything's uh, screwed up. We'll get her back to normal uh, next week. No, we won't. We'll take Monday off, and then it'll be screwed up again for another week. But Tuesday, uh, Dan and Amy and the uh, love those two share for each other uh, back on the radio here at AM uh, 560. Back uh, uh, Tuesday. Uh, the number, three one two six four two. 5600, you can call call and or text. Larry uh, is joining us uh, this morning in the uh, Garden uh, City of uh, Elmhurst, Illinois. Larry, you want to talk about EVs. Go ahead, sir.
11: Yeah, yeah, good morning. Hey, I was reading in uh, Tesla's uh, book thing online here that it takes seven years to be totally emissions-free on their batteries. Batteries are only good for 10 years in, in drier areas, but this isn't a dry area here, and... I got three cars. I got an F-150, a, four, a Jeep Rubicon, and a Toyota Corolla. I'm never going to buy a <laughs> Never, ever.
2: What in the world are you doing with an F-450? No, uh, F-150.
11: Oh, 150.
2: Okay. I thought, yeah. four, 450. I was like, man, you're my hero. Yeah, no, I, I uh, uh, you know... It, it it's I mean listen is there a spot for him you know maybe in the city I I could see it but you know for me personally it just doesn't work for me personally but that's that doesn't mean a, hill, a whole hill of beans some people love them I get it uh, and Tesla you got to give Elon Musk some credit and uh, one thanks for saving Twitter but two he uh, he built a a nice vehicle and he did it in a relative a uh, short amount of time but uh, I appreciate your call Larry there in Elmhurst um, but you know you can't you can't just I I don't. I don't quite understand how this administration. And it really is the Biden administration, and and it is the push of the uh, of the liberal uh, elite, if you will. I don't know what skin they have in the game to say we don't need coal, we don't need uh, to to drill for oil, we don't need to be energy efficient, we don't even want natural gas anymore. Um, But you know, we're going to outlaw electric or, or gas stoves. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy to think on this spinning ball, and it takes a superb amount of hubris to think that we've uh, affected climate change by what we've done uh, to this earth. And and listen, uh, are there other parts of the world that do a lot more harm than we we do here in America? Absolutely. We've made it so hard for business to succeed here. It's why we lost U.S. Steel last week. It's all going to go overseas where they can skirt all the uh, EPA regulations and make a a dollar or two. That's just a fact. We're talking about Pete Buttigieg. He uh, said uh, uh, earlier uh, in the week that uh, once you go electric, don't worry, you're never ever gonna uh, you're never ever gonna come back. Um, you're you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be loving these electric vehicles. Plug them in, go your 244 miles. But once you get halfway to your destination, good luck pl- finding a place to charge. Will that change? Of course it will. It'll change as this thing goes on and on. I know that uh, when I was shopping out at the uh, Outlet Mall uh, out west uh, near Aurora that uh, you can stop and you can plug your car in there and and give her a charge. And they they give you great spots to park. Um, Oh, and I've also driven the Ford uh, F-150 Lightning. Again, really well put together vehicle. I'm a Ford guy, if you can't tell. But uh, do I need one? Not necessarily. Uh, Nikki Haley, uh, not doing too bad in the polls. I mean, let's face it. These folks are all uh, a runner-up to a guy named uh, Donald J. Trump, and he will be on the ballots. Don't let these things in Colorado uh, get you down. Michigan uh, you know, used common sense yesterday, and they said, we're not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. Trump's on the ballot. We'll leave it alone. They're all uh, diversions to let you know. You know, there always will be a diversion when uh, Hunter gets in a little more trouble or when they're coming out with that uh, that, uh, list of people that were at the Jeffrey Epstein's Island or if the economy's not doing good or if you have 248,000 encounters in the month of uh, November or December at at the border. These are things that will be a distraction. But uh, yesterday, Nikki Haley was asked, "Uh, can you tell me what the cause of the the Civil War is, and uh, here, uh, here you go. Tell me what you think of this. Yes. Applause. Your question yes, now. Yes, sir.
7: Thank you, Ambassador. Thank you. Please. Um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War?
6: <laughs> Oops. Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, oh, I think the easy. cause it's of the easy. Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry?
2: Okay, there's a uneasy pause.
6: I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government and okay. what the rights of the people are. Yeah. And we I will always stand by the fact that I think government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be. Okay, well, there you
2: go. There, the government was uh, there to secure the rights uh, of people, which I guess is kind of half right. But it's almost like, you know, when you're watching the uh, the beauty pageant, and uh, Miss North Carolina gets up there, and, and uh, they ask her about, you know, world peace. And she says, well, you know, the thing about world peace is I like world peace, and we should all have world peace. Here's the world peace, and everybody applauds. Well, that's kind of how that answer went. But, uh, you you know, and, and people would disagree. And I know Nikki Haley has. She's a smart woman. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, a U.N. ambassador, a former, uh, uh, you know, governor, She is a smart, smart woman. But she stepped in it there. And I don't think you ever do yourself a favor when somebody asks you a question and you go, well, you know what, hey, what do I think about world peace? Enough about me. What do you think about world peace? What do you think about the uh, Civil War? Uh, you know, and, and there were people that say that, that, well, you know, it wasn't all about slavery. And you'd be right because it wasn't all about slavery. But I bet you you look and that's the top two, probably the top one. Um, you know, if you look back, if, you, if, uh, if, if they're not teaching your kids this in history, uh, send them back to school. And, and let's face it, they're not teaching kids this in history. They're teaching kids in history that if they want, they can identify as a fire hydrant. And therein lies a part of the problem. But state rights, um, was there a cash grab for a, you know, Eli Whitney's a cotton gin and the economy of the South? Absolutely. But by and large, they wanted human rights for people that were enslaved. And not everybody in the South, and this is the thing, you know, everybody thinks that, well, oh, my goodness, well, if you were from the South, you had a plantation, you had an antebellum house, and you had slaves in the backyard. That was not necessarily true. Not everybody owned slaves, but, uh, you know, you've got to recognize slavery. you got to. You may want to do that.
1: This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's morning answer on AM 560. The answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka, weekday afternoons at three on AM five sixty. The answer.
2: All right, we chalk it up now with uh, Alderman of the forty uh, first ward. Oh, Napolitano slept in again. You know, I this is the knock on this guy. He he, I I I tell him yesterday, he's like seven thirty five. This fantastic, we're good to go. Gives me the old thumbs up, and I I sent him a note, and I said now. I'm gonna remind you because sometimes you forget. Uh, I should put it in the reminders uh, and nothing. You know, I wonder. I wonder if the rest of our guests are gonna gonna call in this morning. Uh, this morning uh, we're scheduled scheduled to uh, have a little uh, a confab with uh, uh, Mayor uh, Brad Stevens at uh, eight oh five and uh, Foxfire Restaurant. These are the guys that uh, that fought jb pritzker and one in the illinois supreme court they were just named um the illinois uh, well not the illinois but the uh uh certified angus beef steakhouse of the year uh we'll set you up with a little uh little uh, new year's eve party there have a little fun and then eight we're going to talk about uh, dry january if you don't know what dry january is uh maybe you should um what dry january is is just exactly how it sounds you know we've We've pretty much been. I, we talked about this yesterday. We've pretty much been on a tear since October, Halloween, uh, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, then Christmas, and then Christmas and office parties and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Festivus and Ramadan and everything else, and then uh, and then New Year's. We have just been uh, we've been eating bad, we've been drinking bad, so um, dry January is just a. Uh, it's a time for you to say to your liver. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a little break, and for the month of January, we're not going to drink anything at all. We talk about that this morning with a guest at 840. What's cool about this guest is he has a uh, he has a non-alcoholic beer, uh, and I want to say this guy's out of Naperville. So it's a good stuff. It's local. We talk with him at uh, 840 uh, this morning. Um, dry January. Why wouldn't you? Uh, our number here on the uh, morning answer is uh, 312-642-5600. Bob has been waiting patiently and in Itasca. Bob, I think you wanted to uh, mention or uh, chime in on something I talked about uh, a little bit ago, and that was these uh, poster boards I'm seeing in the uh, northwest uh, suburbs. Uh, what's your conjecture, sir? First of all, can you hear me, Ray? I can hear you, Bob.
7: All right, I'm jogging right now. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I just... I. <laughs> I wanted to tell you when you said that yesterday. I pulled up to Higgins and Arlington Heights Road. Okay. And I was approached by that guy with the poster board of the little girl, like in hospital. It looks like she's on life support. Yeah. And he comes up to me. I give. I'm always giving to people, uh-huh. helping. But I think personally, we got to find out. I, I did. He. It's like a dog. If you stare at him, he'll keep staring. So I looked straight ahead this time, and he just went up to me and pressed the board to my window.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't, if, don't touch I, my car. Yeah.
7: Well, if it's real, I would help. Yeah. Definitely help. But you know hospitals, she's going to get the surgery anyway. You know that they're not going to just leave her if it's real because i have it was awkward. Yeah. And you feel bad, but it's awkward. And he's just staring at me for a long time. And thank goodness the light turned green. Yeah. But I've seen other people in Addison, Illinois, with poster boards of a picture. And if it's true, it's sad. We don't know anymore. That's the problem, though. Another in Addison, a couple of months ago, off of Lake in uh, Addison Road, there was a people out there with a poster board of their daughter died, and they need to bury her.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, know. You, you don't know, know and, if it's real. But, but here, here, and and here's my question, Bob. And 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 here's the deal. And don't let those geese attack you when you're out running. I can hear them in the background. Um, <laughs> um, the uh, the thing is, is it. You know we have ways now, everybody's connected to the internet. Uh, anybody can set up a goFundMe. Uh, you know I had, a, I had a friend that was injured in a horrific snowmobile racing accident two weeks ago. and uh, you know you start out and, and the and the the sad thing uh, and the reality of our world is this: if you want to do a GoFundMe and you want to put it on your social medias for some reason, uh, the social media algorithm will slow down any link. That's somebody asking for money or something they think where somebody's trying to make money or sell something. Uh, but, but this guy, in two weeks, made $55,000 in order to fly him home from a hospital in in Canada because his insurance wouldn't cover him in a foreign country after this horrific uh, uh, accident. But, uh, you know, we have ways to, like you said, the hospital's not going to turn him down. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to get out of my car, and I'm going to go up and talk to him, and, uh, and I'm going to find out because if, if they need help, well, we'll help them. There's just no problem with that. Bob, uh, be careful out there jogging. I'm glad you're doing something good for your health this morning. Appreciate your call. Uh 312-642-5600 if you don't know what that conversation was about um yesterday uh in the northwest suburbs I just was inundated with people at intersection after intersection after intersection with a uh you know well-made cardboard signs asking for help for a little girl that needs surgery and I uh you know I, I often We'll have uh, uh, my friend uh, Steve Burness from the Better Business Bureau on when I do Chicago Radio to talk about things that we've got to keep an eye on because, let's face it, every one of us has a target on our back. And uh, he always says the tip-off to the rip-off. Well, the tip-off to the rip-off here is how big is this family that they've got somebody on every corner in the northwest suburbs? And another thing, one other thing, and one more thing for you people, if uh, if you're taking care of uh, elderly parents. And, and I don't necessarily take care of my mother. And if I said she was elder, she would smack me. But she's 91 years old. She lives on her own in northern Wisconsin. One of the coolest things she did this past fall was she called me and she said, hey, I was on Facebook Marketplace and I bought a John Deere tractor. <laughs> I'm like, you did what? She goes, yeah, I bought a tractor. I think I got a good deal on it. And she did. She bought this John Deere tractor with a 48-inch mowing deck for her place up north. Uh, two years old. We got it for a thousand dollars. It was a steal. She goes, yeah. I think the guy felt sorry for me. So I, you know, I mean, she did. She, but the other, it was last year. She says to me, she goes, you know, I never got any of my quote-unquote stimulus checks, and I never, uh, you know, my my uh, insurance has gone way up. My Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance has gone way up, and I started doing a little uh, looking and digging and checking around, and uh, and somebody had grabbed her social security number and somehow used her Social Security number on a bank account where they cashed a $200,000 annuity, and it looks like my mom made all this money. So her, her you know, and she's living on a fixed income, and it was untenable. And uh, I, I, had to, I had to go to work, and let me tell you, there's no fun working with the IRS. They're not helpful. Uh, it's a horrible organization. And then I, uh, I had to go to the, uh, to the Social Security office and work with them. And let me tell you something, these government agencies... If you think uh, Chicago's run bad, go into one of those and try to figure that stuff out. But here, when the new year rolls around, make sure that you have all your T's crossed and all your I's dotted as far as your finances and your folks. Keep an eye on that. Make sure you put reminders on your credit card so you get pinged. Should somebody use it or should you get pinged if somebody uses your debit card? It is important. Um, Brandon Johnson yesterday making the rounds on CNN, talking to his new friend Poppy Harlow. I think he's actually vying for a a gig there. Uh, He says that uh, all of this stuff that's going on in Chicago, well, it's just not, it's my favorite line ever. used to drive me nuts when my kids say it, and it drives me nuts when politicians say it. It's just not fair, and it's not, the new buzzword is sustainable. It's not sustainable. Let's talk about Chicago's crisis, which really shouldn't be a crisis. We're a welcoming city after all. We love everybody. Hate has no home here. We talk about that next. 7.46 right now. This is Ray for Dan and Amy on AM 560, Chicago's Morning Answer. This is Chicago's Morning
11: Answer. Your show keeps me alive during the week. There's nobody I'd rather listen to between 5 and 9
10: in the morning than you guys. On AM
1: 560, The Answer. 7.51,
2: 7.51, Chicago's Morning Answer, Ray Stevens. Hey, you can follow me on uh, social media at uh, Ramblin underscore Ray on Twitter, Ramblin Ray on Facebook, uh, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. I'll tell you what, you guys have an audience. I uh, I gained uh, many a Twitter follower yesterday. And then with that Jonathan Honig, when that guy's on and, and he tweets, boy, <laughs> I noticed that these TV guys, they got a large platform. But go ahead and give us a follow. Appreciate you. Um, I uh, I do a radio show in uh, in Kansas City and uh, I I started there. oh, I want to say it was uh, August. And uh, I do it by way of uh, Chicago and, and and they know that. I don't I don't try to hide that. The uh, Marian Webster's word of the year was authentic and I try to be authentic and I try to be honest with what's going on and and uh, my uh, my producer, a great guy. Um he uh, they just had their third their third baby and uh, I kept telling them, I, I, you know, they're Chiefs crazy out there, and I had tickets for the Chiefs game and the Packers up at Lambeau. And I said, buddy, I go, you got to come to this game if you've never been to Lambeau. Uh, you know, it's a good place to see a, a game. It's a lot of fun. It's one of the, uh, you know, it's one of the original uh, great places to see football. I'm not a Packer fan by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a, I'm a Bear fan, but, the, you know, to go there. And and to to know about the Hallis Lombardi tradition and and see a Bears Packer game is cool. So I thought, you know what, I'll do. I'll take you up there. It's like, I can't go. My wife's too close to having her baby. And uh, and I'm like, I get it, I get it. But then I said, you know, this is her third year, third kid. You've done this before. She knows the breathing. She's got the he who technique down. You've got the playlist. Can't you just send her there? Should it happen? Uh, that uh, that she has the baby and she can do this on her own, really. I mean, what is there to it? And he decided that wasn't a good answer. <laughs> that wasn't a good answer. And I I said, yeah, you know, probably it's probably best for you if you don't listen to me with the marital uh, advice. Uh, track record and history proves that. Uh, but I make a great ex-husband, I'll tell you. Um, and, and he's now, I think this is going into his um, fifth week off uh, for his wife having their third child. And I'm not sure if he's... You know, I know that men can chest feed now, and I'm not sure if he's chest feeding this baby or if he uh, actually gave birth uh, to the baby, because I know we can do all of those things now. You just ask any scientist, and they'll tell you that that can happen. Uh, but it's it's something because, I mean, you can't work in the media industry and if you're a dude and take six weeks off. I think that's what this this leave time is, the family leave act. Is it six weeks? Is it more? I uh, he knows, I'd like my producer back. But uh, I I know there's some new laws taking place, uh, and it will change, in Chicago and Illinois uh, on January 1st. And this is the Paid Leave for All Workers Act. I can't see how this works well for an an employer. I I mean, for the employee, absolutely. New law allows that workers earn up to 40 hours of paid leave over a 12-month period. So you work a year. You get 40 hours of paid leave. Workers can accrue one hour of leave for every 40 hours worked. Again, if you're a business owner, let me know how this affects you. 312-642-5600. Who pays for this? Does the employee pay into this? Or is this the employer paying for this? See, this is what I don't know. This is why I have you. Uh, J.B. Pritzker signed the legislation in March, making Illinois the third state in the nation and first in the Midwest to mandate paid leave for any reason most pro-worker state in the nation says jb pritzker that's why everybody's leaving it that's why nobody can can have a business here because you, you can't you know if you have a worker it's going to cost you a lot of money going to cost you a lot of money uh from raising uh, uh a minimum wage to uh enshrining the right to collective bargaining in our state his administration says they continue to support and protect all illinois workers at every turn. And you can take off for whatever you need. You know, let's just say you've worked a year and, you know, you've got your, your four weeks of vacation from your employer, uh, but now you've got five under the new Illinois state law. I mean, that at least that's, as, as far as I, I understand it, that's what they're telling us. Now, a state representative and mayor of uh, Rosemont, Bradley Stevens, will join us uh, after eight o'clock this morning, and he'll be in the know on this. I'll ask him I mean, there's a guy that uh, has a lot of employees there for the uh, for the village, the village of uh, Rosemont. I'm also going to ask him if there's any chance we can get uh, Taylor Swift uh, in concert uh, this year. I'm sure he's got a lot to do with that. But, uh, man, that just seems to me when you when you talk about these minimum wage hikes and you talk about uh, paid leave for any reason, and, and, I mean, really, you can't accrue. How many people get a job and you get hired? And you have... I mean, do you? two weeks is basically what you get when you start a gig. Am I wrong in that? Now, radio can be a little bit different because if you come in and, and, and you want to sign a deal with somebody, well, you can, you can bargain with your employee and say, no, nah, you know what, I want four weeks off. But most people, you're going to get two weeks off for your first year of employment if you get that. Now, with what I'm reading here, it, it basically says that, well, you can take this uh, whenever you want. You can take this leave whenever you need. So uh, you know, take it and good luck to you. Um, we will uh, we will talk with uh, Mayor uh, Brad Stevens about that uh, coming up this morning, shortly after eight. You know, I was uh, I was watching some of the sport news yesterday, and and I I don't know why, but I'd always kind of been a, a Denver Bronco fan. Now I'm a, I'm a Chicago Bears are, would be my team. Um, that's my birthright, and and you know, again, I, I kind of left the NFL because of all the BS. The kneeling, the virtue signaling, the them telling me how to act and who I got to get along with, and 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 all of that. Colin Kaepernick just it drove me crazy, and it really kind of drove me away. But uh, I was watching yesterday, uh, and I I I like Sean Payton. He's a, he's a local guy. He uh, he played school played high school football at uh, Naperville. He was at Naperville Central when they were the Redskins before they turned into the Red Hawks. So he played for the Naperville. Redskins, and one of his number one receivers was a guy named Dwayne Creveston. They were a good football team, and he went on to play uh, at uh, Eastern Illinois. I believe that's where uh, Sean Payton went, uh, and then was a, a quarterback for the Spare Bears. So he's, uh, he walked across the picket line, and he played uh, quarterback for the Spare Bears back in the day. But yesterday they decided they still have a chance to make the playoffs. They're going to sit Russell Wilson. I mean Russell Wilson doesn't need the money he's had a storied career and everything but man it just goes to show you what a cutthroat bs organization Denver is and every other team in the NFL. This guy comes here, you know, he gives it his all. They still got a chance to win, but now they're going to start their backup quarterback because they really want to see how this backup quarterback's going to do um when it comes to uh, to, to to playing out the rest of the season because uh you know there's a chance that they may make the playoffs, and they want to sit to Russell Wilson down. It has nothing to do with X's and O's. It has nothing to do with wins and losses. What it has to do is with the amount of money Russell Wilson stands to make. Um, it it looks like if if uh, you know they they they've got so much money owed to this guy in the last two games that if they sit him down, there's at least a good chance they won't have to pay him an additional thirty five million dollars. It just what have you done for me lately? Gosh, I'll tell you what. There is a reason why you watch high school football and Friday Night Lights in Chicago. It's pretty good. I still think there should be a Catholic League championship and a, uh, a State League championship that uh, where schools can't recruit and do all of that. That drives me nuts. But uh, man, I saw that story about Russell Wilson, and wow.
1: This is The Morning Show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on am five sixty. The answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM five sixty. The
2: answer. Ah, it's your foster filling, Ramundo Sanchez on AM five sixty. The answer. God that I uh, like to have on, no matter uh, where I uh, fall on the uh, radio dial is, uh, I, I don't know if he's a state representative, a, a mayor. Uh, if he's running for governor, but I always uh, enjoy his visits. With that said, uh, Bradley Stevens is uh, here uh, this morning. Good morning, uh, Mr. Mayor.
11: Good morning, Ramblin'. How are you, my friend? I'm
2: doing well. How you been? Merry Christmas and happy holidays.
11: Yeah, everything's going well. You know, it's uh, it's that week that uh, gets shot to heck and nothing happens. But uh, we're trying to make some things happen here, as we always do.
2: Well, I know. I, I, that's exactly why I have you on, because everybody else, all the good guests... Are uh, you know they're busy, so I'm like I'll call the mayor. He'll join me.
11: <laughs> yeah, you got it. I'm here for you.
2: <laughs> I notice I want to talk to you you know, and, and and I will give you a chance to uh, extol the virtues of of uh, your wonderful village uh, and and everything else. But first, I want to talk to you about this uh, migrant caravan that's uh, on its way from uh, Elburn over to Elmhurst, then up Mannheim, and it ends up in uh, in Rosemont. What can you tell me about that?
11: Yeah, well, it may end up in Rosemont and it'll quickly turn around and and be turned away. We've uh, we've taken a few measures where, uh, you know, everybody's talking about impounding buses and and all that stuff all around the state now. And and ironically, that was our ordinance that we've shared with everybody. Um, You know, this is a humanitarian issue that dropping people on a sidewalk in a in a situation where they have no place to stay that's nowhere near humane and from where i come from so uh we, we passed an order that where we can impound the bus arrest the driver um and find these folks we've we've shared all that information with the 24 bus companies that we know of that have been contracted by the state of texas that have just been sending these people north and You know, it's it's a shame there's no plan and it starts from the top. It starts in the federal government and there needs to be a plan. And, and, you know, while I applaud Mayor Johnson for saying, you know, we need some help. But again, they're 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 inviting everybody to the party, but they don't (laughs) have the plan for refreshments. Basically,
2: I don't I don't I don't applaud. I don't applaud Mayor uh, Johnson uh for anything and 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 really uh, you 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 look at it from top to bottom this is a uh, Biden administration issue if you don't want people to come close the damn border. But I agree with you that you can't let people in here and then give them nowhere to go. And you hear about these horrible stories about little kids dying while uh, they're supposed to be, uh, you know, being taken care of as uh, you know, the migration pro- immigration process works. Well, it doesn't work. And 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 I don't know what the end result here is, but that's been my conjecture all along is you can't let people in here if you don't know what you're going to do with them. And then you end up with, with guys like you that find the situation untenable for your, your residents your cities uh, i get i mean i get why you have to have a, a time and schedule to drop them off but good luck with that
11: yeah and and you know a little known fact yeah, my my wife is a legal immigrant her her and her family came to the united states from macedonia the right way they went through the process and they they're here as legal citizens now so I, i'm not going to be you know Slapped down with, you know, I, I don't have right. any sympathy for yeah. these types of folks. But there's there's probably a lot of these folks that want to support their family, that want to be able to to get into the workforce and do the right thing, and they're not doing that either. And and there's shortage of workers all around. You know, some of our American citizens think that they should just sit back and, and get a handout. That, that's not that's not the American way. The way I was raised, and, no. and I think that. You got to provide the opportunity for them to be able to support themselves and 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 live on their own.
2: And there are people that that have come and they've they've been in the uh, in the queue, as we like to say. They've uh, uh, respected the process. Let's face it; the re- the process is flawed. It's broken. It takes a long time for somebody to become a citizen of the United States. But you can't just jump the line. But but before we talk about that anymore, be- before you you joined us, I was talking about this. Uh, 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 paid Leave Act for workers in the state of Illinois. Can you explain to me what that is? I mean, how does that how does that help employers? I know it helps employees, but that seems to me like it's just another thing that makes it tough on a guy that's trying to run a small business.
11: Well, the, in, in the last session, they, the uh, Democrats passed uh, two initiatives. One is paid sick leave, and then another is the Paid Leave Act that for no reason you know, they can an employee can take a day off, and you have to earn it after 90 days of, of being employed. And, and there's no clarification whether it's 90 days of work or 90 days on the calendar. Okay. That, that, that's sort of still a gray area. Um, that for every 40 hours that you work, you earn an hour paid time off, and it's it's really not going to help. Um, it's not going to help get people jobs. Um, it's really, it's, it's sort of foolish. They exempted park districts and school districts, but they didn't exempt municipalities, you know, here for me. And and as you like to call it the hamlet, um, we've got all those auxiliary police that they're going to start racking up these, this time. And, you know, if it's a rainy day and, and we've got, you know, a big show at the arena, these folks can just call in, and, and it says a reasonable amount of time, and nobody's defined what that is, and say, hey, listen, I'm not showing up today, and then we've got a problem on our hands. So from the government side, it's not a good thing. You know, and all, all of the local governments that surround me here have been asking for the exemption and for a delay in the implementation. But it's come in January 1, and fortunately, they don't get to take any time off on, for 90 days so hopefully we can get down there and and put a trailer bill through that that makes some sense um but i serve on, a, on the labor committee in the house and and we brought all these questions up and it was like no we don't think that's going to be the case and i
2: can't even i can't even imagine what it's like to sit there and try to talk common sense into the folks that make up most of the laws and rules in the state of illinois and and I should also uh, remind people that not only are you a uh, mayor of uh, Rosemont but you're also a state representative from the twentieth district uh, uh bradley stevens and and when i when I talk about the hamlet of rosemont um, it it really is a model for what can happen when you when you have a little bit to work with and and you put every inch of that municipality uh, to work, do you still return more what is it more tax dollars? Uh, how does that work? You return a bunch of tax dollars is it the biggest tax dollars outside of the city of Chicago?
11: Yeah, we, we, per capita I I believe we're probably the largest in the state of Illinois um that of dollars that go down um to Springfield to Cook County um and and we're we're fine with that. You know, this year the fashion outlet's of Chicago um is going to surpass over 400 million dollars in mm. in retail sales. Um so we 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 think we got it dialed in, and and we make sure that, that folks are are safe and comfortable, and um, you know that's that's what we do, and and we're happy to do it. Um, nobody wanted this land, you know, back in the 1950s, and the old man saw a little shining star there, and uh, and I think that laid a great foundation, and we've been able to to make it a little bit better as we go along but
2: before i let you go i have to ask you um you know your your deputy mayor uh there in town is a guy named pat nagel uh any chance that pat nagel brings taylor swift to the all-state arena this year
11: uh you know i don't know i'm gonna leave that up okay um he's uh, he's doing a great job over there as he always does (laughs) and uh you know the, the problem is that all of us are getting older ray and and uh you know the 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 replacement pool is thin. You know, I, there you
2: go. I'm here for you. I you know I'm always asking you for a gig.
11: Oh man, you want to drive a snowplow? All I want to do is drive snow.
2: a. no, I'll drive a street sweeper. I don't care. Just put me in the union. I need that extra day off a week.
11: So. The, the, listen, we, we we support the the labor the labor unions, but uh, we we just take care of our employees. We believe really well, and, and our village employees are non-union um, they're, they're the Rosemont union.
2: All right. Okay. And that's a good union to be in. All right. Uh, before I let you go, uh, tell me something good that's going on uh, in your district and in the, in the town. It could be one or either, uh, because you, you know, a lot of people know this about you, but you are a very, uh, a charitable human being. And you're always there whenever I ask, ask for charity, whether that be a, you know, uh, somebody that's sick or St. Jude children's hospital, you've always come through. Tell me something good.
11: Well, uh, this last year we did this thing, you know, sort of like the cows on parade they had in the city several years ago, we did nutcrackers, um, on parade. We, we sponsored these things. We wrote a check for 20 grand to, uh, the Lutheran general, uh, children's hospital, the cancer center over there. And, and, you know, the old man passed, uh, because of cancer. And, and that's been sort of, uh, my wick and, and what we've tried to, to support and, in the pediatric end, um, and it, there's, there's always good things that we we support. And well, that's what we're supposed to do.
2: You're always doing good in the hood. Keep uh, keep fighting the fight uh, in the Illinois legislature. God bless you, sir. God bless you for All putting right, up with man. that. All right, thank you, Mayor. All right, Happy New Year, pal. That's uh, Mayor uh, Brad Stevens, and he talks about the old man. He's talking about Donald uh, Stevens, his uh, father, who was the OG of that community. You can say what you want about what goes on over there. And I know in the history, you know, people have had their opinions, but that place works and that's a good man. My name's Ray Stevenson for Dan and Amy, 821 on WIND Chicago's Morning Answer.
1: Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook, or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The
2: Answer Dan and Amy. Back Tuesday. I'm sure Amy is uh, either playing volleyball, coaching, uh, working out, riding her bike, Utah. Dan chasing a little white ball somewhere, probably staying one step ahead of the Gators. My name is Ray Stevens. Our uh, phone number here on uh, AM 560, to answer, 312-642-5600. Rich is on the line in Indian Head Park. Rich, good morning. Welcome into WIND. Good morning,
6: Ray.
8: How
2: you doing? Today? Ah, I'm doing How are good. There? How you doing?
7: Good. I'm doing good.
2: Can I do what for I you? Wanted
7: to do is uh, what I want to do is uh, to wish you, all uh, your family, everyone at 560, and all the listeners and their families a healthy and happy, uh, happy New Year, and uh, stay safe this weekend.
6: Well,
2: you as well, and I appreciate that. Rich, Rich from uh, Indian Head Park. You see, that's nice. You're not calling to tell us that we're doing something wrong or talk politics. He just called to say Happy New Year. Appreciate you, Rich. Um, If you don't know who Charles Lipson is, you ought to. Um, He uh, writes for a a lot of publications. uh, One, Real Clear Politics. The other, uh, he writes for uh, The Spectator. Charles Lipson is his name. And I was just uh, reading an article that uh, Quinn gave me and uh just talking about the uh, commentary on the policies uh of uh, mayor johnson you, you know you forget uh, in 7 months what this guy has uh, has accomplished and uh, the one thing he's accomplished uh, they say the local joke is that his only success has been to lower the price of downtown chicago real estate that is the uh, the the writing of one charles lipson uh start city owned and operated grocery stores in underserved areas now you know why the grocery stores have left, right? Remember when? Uh, and and I hate this for Inglewood because I, I get it. I, I you know my friend Ray Lopez uh, he has a portion of Inglewood under his control. Um, you go to the neighborhood, and and when you're there, and you're you, 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 I do a lot of work in the neighborhood, cleaning up and and helping folks, and and uh, and I've had a chance to be there, and in the daylight hours it can be okay but i'm always there with a police escort um it's it's a and it can be a dangerous place but you know they put the whole foods in there it didn't last very long it didn't last very long because um you know there's shoplifting uh, undocumented shopping as we call it nowadays um and there are some that say it, it it wasn't touched during the summer love when everything got torched so you can't use that as an excuse but it's hard to do business in these neighborhoods when you have people that are just tearing stuff up all the time. But that's just a portion of the people. It's sad to talk about. Uh, you got to, uh, you know, this is his other idea ticket the buses bringing uh, uh, illegal migrants to Chicago. We just uh, talked about that with uh, with uh, Bradley Stevens. Um, you know, the bus company's own solution to drop the passengers off in the burb, immediately send them to Chicago. Johnson then rages uh, at the Texas governor, uh, never mentions uh, the guy whose fault this really falls on. And who's that? Oh, that's right. President Biden, um, he talks about how the uh, CTU is easily the most powerful union in the state of Illinois. They're the ones that got this this guy elected. I can't think that it would have been better with a Paul Ballas, because it certainly would have. It's uh, it's 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 could be the strongest union, teachers union in the country. Now they say without the uh, Chicago Teachers Union, this is the conjecture of one uh, um, Charles Lipson, and I love this line. It's the union members who compromised Johnson's dwindling band of supporters. If it weren't for them, the mayor could hold a reelect Brandon Johnson rally on a unicycle with nobody there. I don't see how it gets better with this guy in office. It really is a blank show uh, in Chicago.
1: Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. On AM 560, the answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this
2: one. We're AM 560, the answer. In uh, in my remaining half hour here on uh, AM 560 for Dan and Amy. And by the way, they're back uh, Tuesday. I'm going to set you up with some things that you may want to do for uh, maybe the New Year, maybe New Year's Eve, but uh, uh, that will be one. A, a restaurant suggestion that I have for you, maybe two, and then uh, Dry January. We will visit with uh, Joe Chura of a uh, Go Brewing, uh, Go Brewery in uh, Naperville um, to uh, give you an option to uh, alcoholic beer, and then maybe just uh, taking January off from the uh, from the Wicked Ale. Um, I may have to do that. I'm not much of a beer guy, but, uh, you know, you throw a little Tito's at me, a little uh, uh, Angel's Envy band, I'm right there. Uh, so I want to uh, say good morning to a, a, a friend of mine. Uh gentleman's name is Casey Galborough. Casey has been on, well, he's been on just about every radio station. Um, were, were you at the height of your controversy, Casey? And I don't want to just focus on that, but were you on Fox News too?
10: Uh, yes, I was on uh, with Neil Carruto. I was uh a, a great experience that was yeah. a good time
2: yeah. yeah you know so here's the thing you know we we come into the uh to the pandemic and and uh you know of course you know the drill everybody has to wear a mask is we're going to flatten the curve as uh oh uh governor not governor well pritzker said we'll flatten the curve and then fauci said we'll flatten the curve and and they really uh, handcuffed uh individuals and businesses and there at uh foxfire restaurant downtown Geneva, Illinois. One of my favorite places to go. You guys fought the law and you won, didn't you?
10: Yeah, well, we we did our best. We uh, we were allowed to be at one time the only restaurant in Illinois to be legally open for uh, <laughs> during the pandemic. So that was uh, that was a good victory. We had uh, got a heads off to Kevin and Greg, our, our lawyers, that uh, had a great case and uh, it was a good time.
2: Well, you know, my my question is, and I know that you did you know cuz you you didn't you didn't do this out of spite you did this to uh, keep your workers working to keep your your building uh, paid for and i mean it's how the economy works it's how you make a living it's how you feed your family and you did all the protocols you did everything the way that you were supposed to do it do you still use all those air purifiers and all that uh, money that you invested
10: yeah we still have those air purifiers up uh they they run every day uh i i believe they do work they do help out they're uh medical-grade uh, air purifiers that uh, that really keep that air pure. And we, we do still practice washing our hands and, and everything else that we have to do to be in the food business. So, um, yeah, we take every precaution. We take it seriously still. I,
2: I, and I know you do. Boy, I saw something the other day on your social media, and I just want to be uh, clear uh, that I've known – Uh, The Goldboro family most of my life. Uh, You grew up just on the street from me, and and we've remained friends, and I'm uh, very uh, proud of the work that you and your family have done and your dad at that restaurant. But I noticed one of your workers had, uh, and I – I am the guy that I I do not believe in electric bikes. I think bikes are something you have to pedal. It just goes to show you how lazy we are as Americans. But your guys use it to. Uh, one of your guys uses an electric bike to get to work, so I'm going to give him a pass. Somebody thought they needed that bike more than he did, and they stole it. And you guys, you you went and you got him another one, didn't you?
10: Yeah. Well, uh, somebody stole our uh, our guy's only mode of transportation, but uh, you know, was a sad day, but our good friends down in Batavia helped us out at Bogey bikes and, uh, and got us a, a great deal on a, a Hemingway electric bike. We got it for him. And uh, I never seen somebody jump so high before <laughs> and that played a basketball game. It was a, a great experience and he's, he's tickle pink
2: we do uh we no do a cheating
10: l- but <laughs> yeah
2: we do a lot of uh we do a lot of work together whether that's on the illinois special olympics and uh you know we we help the uh the uh the special olympics and we do the uh, tip cop which uh, you do with the geneva police but you do good things but i want to talk about your restaurant now because the product you have is second to none how cool was it for you to win the uh a certified angus steakhouse of the year that's a lot of steakhouses
10: that's yeah. That's uh, over a hundred thousand steakhouses. that we were. We won this great award. We were. We I'm still in shock. It was uh, <laughs> so honored and humbled to to get this thing. It was. Uh, we've been working with Certified Angus Beef steaks, the best steaks you can get, for over 15 years. They've been like family to us, and to, to win that award was a, a huge accomplishment, and uh, we're very honored to be. To win that,
2: you know, uh, we were talking earlier today, and, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but minimum wage going up in the state of Illinois, uh, this uh, Illinois uh, workers' uh, right bill or whatever it is, saying that uh, a, a a a worker can get uh, a, a week off uh, for every year work to take off time uh, for whenever they need. I I don't think that's probably going to be a pro- problem for you because I I I watch your workers. And I watch you handle your workers, and, and you share in all the success you have with them. But does does this state make it hard to do business?
10: It does. And, and some of these laws that they're putting in it, they're thinking that it's going to help the average worker. I I see it's going to really hurt the full-time worker. I mean, we're going to have to hire more part-times to fill in for the time of people taking off. And and the amount of money that, that goes into our labor is already high uh compared to some of our friends that own businesses in other states, it's, they can't believe it. And it's, uh, it's really hard to to run a business in Illinois right now.
2: How do you, how do you just keep, I mean, it's like, I'm sure it's like pounding a rock every day, but you keep doing it. And I, you know, I mean, I know that it's, it's probably expensive, but I guess where else you're going to go, right?
10: Yeah. Unless we move, there's uh, there's nothing else we can do, but it's, you know, we love this, uh, industry. We love our customers and especially love our staff and, uh, We'll do anything for them to to treat them right, and I, you know, we we do treat them right, and that's where I don't understand the the government have to get in on that. But you <laughs> yeah. know, we're, we're we love it. So what else are we gonna do? We're we're gonna do the best we can do with what we got and get through this.
2: More government. That's what we need. You know, at least in, in there in the town of Geneva, <laughs> you do have you do have a really good mayor. Uh, um. Although he never buys me a drink, Mayor Kevin Burns is a good guy. He's a good man. Uh, I I like the town of Geneva, except when they play Batavian football. But other than that, uh, you know, we get along swimmingly. Uh, You got anything come up? I know you have Foxfire uh, on uh, Main Street, and then you have uh, the Copper Fox. Where are you sending me for New Year's? What do you got going on?
10: Uh, Well, I would come down to Foxfire. Uh, We're going to have our last King Crab Legs this uh, weekend. A great special, great way to ring out the new year. Uh, we are pretty full on reservations; t- t- space is limited. But with any restaurant, this is New Year's Eve. The best time to call for your reservation is usually the day before, or even the day of, just to see if there's any last-minute cancellations. Um, it's uh, we're, we're going to be featuring our, our you know great list of cocktails. Dylan's got a bunch of neat specialty drinks coming out of the uh, out of the bar. Our mixologist and you were talking about no no alcohol. January or dry it's January, January yeah. Come down, you know. You should have Kevin Burns give you a call and come down for one of our amazing mocktails that, oh. that Dylan's got coming out of our bar.
2: You know that, and and you know, you know uh, my my best girl Gina. She she will enjoy a mocktail from time to time, and I'm probably gonna uh, broach the subject of her because I would need her help to do dry January with her together because we're not heavy drinkers by any stretch of the imagination i mean but we're the we're the two that can have two cocktails and be done with it just uh, you know as an evening uh drink but uh, you know she uh she runs a much healthier program uh, than i do as i know you well know but uh we will uh we'll come see you we'll check it out my uh, suggestion always is the appetizer i don't even i mean you know what it is you know what i'm gonna say
10: well, uh, I got to stop you, Ray, because we made a little change to your favorite appetizer. Oh, uh, what'd you do? <laughs> well, now it's a feature. We're doing a bang-bang cauliflower. So oh. it's going to be good for, for G. Oh, yeah. A little healthier. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's selling three to one of the bang-bang the chicken that you loved before. So we decided to make the switch, and... Uh, you're, you're going to have to come down and give it a try. We'll it's uh, it. mom's favorite thing on the menu right now.
2: Congratulations on, on the award. Uh, and uh, I, I wanted to give you some props because, uh, you know, we forget that uh, that lunatic and uh, craziness of, of what happened to us during the pandemic. And I, I will always remember you for, uh, for giving me a place to go when everything else was closed. If you can, call Fox Fire uh, um, the day of or the uh, day before, see if you can get reservations, and hopefully when you're there, you can see a guy named Kurt sing some Johnny Cash because it uh, it makes your uh, entertainment and dining experience that much better. Hey, uh, thanks for all you do. Congratulations. Always uh, good to have you on the radio, brother.
10: All right. Thank you so much for having me on, and Happy New Year. And hopefully uh, Lindsey says hello, by the way. All right. You tell her I said hi as well.
2: Good people out there at Foxfire and Copper Fox. You can find them in Geneva. And uh, just uh, when you're out there and when you go there, and it doesn't have to be today or New Year's or whatever, just remember that, uh, that they fought Pritzker and they won. And I like that. All right. Let's uh, talk with Joe Chara. He, uh, he owns Go Brewery. I'm told uh, by Quinn here at the radio station that, uh, that, that his stuff is A number one. I've never tried it, but dry January is on the docket. We're going to talk about it next. Here on uh, AM560, Chicago's Morning Answer.
1: Connect with Dan and Amy on the AM560, the answer mobile app. Just text the word APP to 64636 to download the app today.
2: AM 560, Chicago's Morning Answer. It's Ray, in for Dan and Amy. Uh, Joe Chura is a a guy who I I spoke to him on another radio show I did last week, and I thought I've got to have him on in Chicago because he is a Chicagoland guy. Uh, Stop by the Go Brewing Tap Room in Naperville. It's at 1665 Quincy to purchase Go Brewery non-alcoholic beer. Joe, welcome uh, to WIND, sir. Hey, Ray, thanks for having me. Hey, uh, I got to tell you that before, uh, you know, I, I was telling Quinn, one of the producers here at the radio station, who, you know, who we're going to have on as we get ready to do our show. He's like, I drink that beer. He, and he gives you uh, his seal approval, says that it's wonderful. He is a, a nine-year uh, guy that's on the program, and he's he very thankful for your, uh, your product. And I like it when you get a, uh, you know, you get a nice testimonial there without, to, you know, without even asking for it.
3: Oh, that's amazing. I'll have to send him some more product. Thank you for bringing that
2: up. <laughs> right on, right for on. Sure. He's, shaking, he's, he's shaking his fist in the next room going, yeah. So, hey, let's talk about Dry January. I've mentioned it uh, yesterday and I mentioned it today. It's it's something worth talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me what Dry January means to you and how you came up with, uh, with the uh, uh, idea for a non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes like beer.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me on. First and foremost, uh, Dry January is uh, a fantastic time of year because it, it brings our attention to our, the personal relationship we all have with alcohol. And it was a challenge, very similar to Dry January, that turned my life around. I tasted what it felt like to be clear and healthy uh, during that during the challenge. I looked in the mirror three weeks into. Not drinking i noticed my face started to look thinner my skin was better i had this renewed sense of energy and, and ultimately it inspired me to launch go brewing
2: and and tell me about the tap room so you, i'm in naperville i mean everybody likes to go there and have a have a good time there's a lot of things to do i imagine this is just like any other brewery or any other uh, tap room it's just that you have your your beer there
3: yeah i was gonna say it is and it isn't so on. Um, on one end, you'd walk in there and it would look like any other brewery. Okay. But what's really unique is we have we have uh, 13 non-alcoholic beers on tap. And they're all the beers that we make in-house. That's the only thing that we do since day one is make non-alcoholic beer. And we also have non-alcoholic wine. But for those that are drinking, that are shaking their head right now, saying, why would anyone do that? Huh. Um, we, do have, we do have guest beers on draft, so we have some of the best. Uh, some of the best guest beers. So we try to have a very inclusive menu. And we are one of the only breweries in the country that has this kind of selection. And we're right, you know, we're 30 minutes outside of uh, Chicago.
2: You can uh, purchase this, uh, Go Brewery, dot uh, gobrewing.com. You can get it on Amazon. But, hey, why not stop by Naperville, 1665 Quincy Avenue. Uh, Joe, we've got a couple minutes left. Tell me, what is the key to success? Uh, when you want to look at it, maybe just completing uh, dry January, and then maybe maybe after that, what? Give me uh, two keys to success to, to make sure I can get through.
3: Yeah, I think one is you just have to realize it's going to be hard. If, if you're not if you're you have not abstained from alcohol for a period of time, this is going to be different. So you've got to get in that frame of mind. So that's one. Your mind's going to play games with you as well. And then think about micro goals. Think about tomorrow. One of our slogans is "Remember tomorrow." So. When you if, if you're feeling that craving, which we're, we all are going to have, especially at five o'clock or on Friday night, um, just just think about tomorrow. How are you going to feel tomorrow when you either quit the challenge or you, you drank a little too much that uh, respective night? So I would I would definitely do that. And then and then try to replace not drinking with a positive habit. You know, that's that's always good. Don't take too much on. And uh, and of course, grab non-alcoholic beer because that's going to curb your craving like nothing else.
2: Well, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people when when we fell into the pandemic, you know, people were doing uh, virtual cocktail hours, and next thing you knew, everybody was gathering around Tito's, and I'm probably no exception to that rule. So, uh, Dry January, something I, I'm probably going to do this uh, with with uh, Gina, and, and it's not like we drink a lot, so it's not going to be it, it won't be hard for us. It's just cool to say, all right, well, here's a little challenge, and I know, uh, you know, for most people you know setting goals is a hard deal especially new year's resolutions it's hard and if you do have a drinking problem you know seek out some help get on the program i i, I told you this last time we we visited joe my dad i think was 42 years a recovering alcoholic very proud of him for being yeah, able to do that right. and 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 you can do it you can you just need uh, you need people to uh, to back you up and then you need people that are innovators like uh, like you joe because you give people that don't want to drink, uh, a chance to be able to go out and socialize um, like they normally would with non-alcoholic brews. It's such a cool idea.
3: Yeah, listen, if I could do it, anyone listening to this can. I was a naysayer. I was like, what's the point of N.A. beer until I had one? And it curbed my craving immediately because it's one of those N.A. beverages that tastes so much like the real thing. Your brain doesn't know the difference. And I'm telling you, three, four weeks in – weight's going to start to melt off, you have anxiety like I did, that'll start to go away, and you'll be more mentally clear. And what I compare this to is the thinking of, about you all of a sudden will acquire what feels like superpowers. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but many of us don't know what it feels like not to be under the cloud of alcohol. And I'm telling you, this is just a great reset to start the year, so give it a try.
2: Well, like you said, if you can do it, anybody can. And I think, I think one, it's a it's a cool idea, and and I know for you to have this in Naperville is probably a really cool deal because it is a great town of of restaurants and bars, and, and go have some fun. Again, the location 1665 Quincy Avenue. It's gobrewing.com. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it there at their website, or you can get it at Benny's. I want to wish you a, a Happy New Year, Joe. I know you'll have no problem in dry January. I'm going to check in with you and let you know how it went for me.
3: Fantastic!
2: Thanks, Ray. Hey, be, be well, brother. I appreciate you. And uh, I know that uh, I know that Quinn appreciates you as well. Thanks a lot.
1: Before you see it on TV, share it on Facebook or read about it in the paper. Hear it here first. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The answer.
0: Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank.